And we are live. We are live. Good morning. Sabaho, everybody. Welcome back um, to another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Today is episode 49. We are almost at that 50 mark, which is really exciting. I uh, can't believe that we've done enough episodes to be that close to 50. Uh, back when I first started the actual uh, live stream a long, long time ago, never once did I think I was going to be able to get to that level. So, A, I'm very, very excited that we'll be able to cross the 50 by the end of this year. So, hopefully next week. And it's still going to be before the holidays. And, uh, of course, Mehmet is in the comments. Good morning. Sabaho. Uh, and then, of course, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Uh, depending on where you are in the world. So depending where you are, it obviously it's going to be a different time zone or a different thing going on. Um, but today's episode is actually very nice. We are going to, uh, it's simply, today we're going to be talking about something that I, I did get the phone actually late last week and I didn't get a chance to give a lot of inputs. Uh, and of course, I was able to put out a video for you guys early this week to share with you guys also some impressions of the brand new Poco M3. Uh, it's definitely one of Poco's uh, definitely more budget-friendly devices. I mean, they're really trying to hit a really specific price point with this device. And there's a lot of things to be said about that. So hopefully you guys had a chance to check out that video. Um, IR1980 is in the comments. Good morning, Matt. Sabaho, Matt Tyler. Um, how are you, man? I... Um, uh, if I don't know if you guys have had a chance or if you follow Matt over on Instagram. I'm sorry, not Instagram, on Twitter. Um... There was something going on, and unfortunately, uh, the uh, his Find X2 Pro, I think, did a, it, 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 it had an unforeseen um, accident, sadly. And um, as it's it just everybody everybody felt it. it's weird. Like we all know that feeling what happens when you drop a phone. And not that long ago, if you guys probably remember, also that you know we I, well, I one of my phones, the uh, uh, ROG Phone Two, also had a an, a certain accident, which. Um, Luckily, I was able to fix the phone, um, although I'm learning more and more as time goes on. I didn't really fix it entirely. Like, it's playable. You can use it. Uh, but it's definitely not going to be a phone that will be selling anywhere or given to anybody because, uh, unfortunately, it turned out that the rear cameras and the front-facing camera don't work. But it was something that I didn't use as often, so I didn't realize it. Uh, but Sabah IR, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, we hit the. We also hit a very big milestone on the channel not that long ago. Uh, we crossed 150K, which was... Um, it was a surprise. Let's just say that it was a surprise. I was able to get there. It was also surprised that we crossed it also in, in the same year, uh, which is really nice. So I appreciate, of course, all of your support. I also appreciate the fact that the the actual show is doing so well. Like I said, we're almost hitting fifty, and that's going to be next week on the seventh, uh, well, on the twelfth of December. Uh, but with that being said, I, I want to say um, good morning to Harabi's in the comments, Matt. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Matt. I really feel for uh, for you on that, and um, I didn't get a chance to see. I don't know if you did tweet out a picture or not, but if there's anything we could do to help, maybe try to bring it back to life in any shape, way, or form, um, you know, display or digitizer and things like that, we could probably try to get it fixed. Uh, like I said, for me, it cost me about 150, but it saved me from having to get rid of the phone and losing all my data off of it. So we'll have to see. And uh, Greg is in the comment, of course. Um, uh, uh, oh, El Josa is in the comments as well. Yeah, no, always, always, yeah. And um, oh, and by the way, Greg, I did see your comment this morning, and I was trying to respond back over on Twitch, but it didn't go through. Uh, so, a couple of things we're doing again. Um, last Saturday, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I did a uh, well, it was episode forty-eight. Uh, we announced a giveaway for a TicWatch Pro twenty twenty. It's a, a brand new smartwatch from Mobvoi. Uh, this is the actual model itself. This is the TicWatch Pro 2020. It was released earlier this year. 
It is a Wi-Fi GPS model, not an LTE model. So just keep that in mind. Uh, it does feature one of their really cool technologies, and that's that dual display that gives us the ability of having uh, an almost like an ambient display that kind of uses a lot less power. And of course, the full color display on a smartwatch. And of course, you have all the functionality, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connectivity, works with Android and iOS. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, there is a code in the comments uh, in the description here for, for basically to save you some money off of Mob Boy's website. Uh, it was TK Bay channel. Uh, if you'd like to check it out, of course, that will help out. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys will have a good chance there. Um, Oh, so here is, so we're looking at, uh, Matt saying it's about 250 pounds to repair the glass, uh, the digitizer as the, uh, and the rear glass. Okay. So the damage seems to be quite extensive. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, Joe's, go, Joe's in the comments. Good, uh, good evening, man. Um, it's about 300, 300 pounds just to get the phone fixed. And I'm imagining the phone is probably not that much now, um, depending on if you're able to pick up another one. That is a lot. Wow. Okay. Um, for me, uh, Davin Davis, good morning, Sabaho, um, <laughs> drinking a beer uh, on your Opal Matt uh, Joe, Come on. Um, it's a, uh, that's a lot. That That is a lot. So for me, when I looked at the repair functionality of that phone um, on the ROG phone too, I, I saw that I think about it, I thought 150 bucks is reasonable. That's reasonable for me to pay. It was about a hundred bucks worth of actual hardware for the phone, like that screen and the digitizer. I picked that up off of eBay. And then, um, but I'm, I'm wondering though, Matt, is are you that that 300 pound um, fee? Is that including labor? So is that you you taking it to Oppo and an Oppo shop will fix it for you and give it back? So you're literally getting something pristine as far as the work. Uh, and if that's the case, I feel like that may may be a little bit better than trying to do it yourself, uh, depending on how much how comfortable you are. Being that it's already damaged, it's not like you can damage it more. The only thing I would probably say is if it actually boots up and you're able to connect to it, which means at the internals are fine you're looking at pretty much just glass repair on the front and on the back either way I, i'm glad that you have some backup uh, to be able to kind of jump on that as well uh mehmet is yes it does not have eis at, at, at 150 dollars, I, I think there's a lot of things that we can also understand and, and realize that um you know poco is trying to hit a certain specific price point right so what they did is essentially they jumped in and they wanted to kind of just tailor the experience to that price point what can they give you from the lineup and the hardware available for them and still be able to actually make some money off of it right so to them surprisingly enough they're still technically going to have to make some money off of it uh, now, it's not going to be a flagship killer. This is not going to be bringing in flagship specifications because we're all still, still sorry. We're also still talking about four gigs of RAM, which is a little bit limiting when you're running MIUI. Now, this is the Poco edition of the MIUI 12. Um, it is four gigs of RAM. Uh, now, expandable storage is definitely nice. The fact that we have a Snapdragon processor here is also really nice, although it's the Snapdragon 662, not exactly the most powerful one. So just Again, keep in mind that if you're paying 150 bucks, you should expect 150 bucks worth of experience. That's really what you're looking at. Uh, don't look at it and, and and I think just basically say, oh, well, it's 150 bucks. It doesn't really work. No, there's a lot of things to be said about this phone that works very well. One of which is the fact that it has a large battery, 6,000 milliampere with reverse charge. Now, that means you can actually charge other devices from it using the USB-C port on the bottom. So think of this as like a power bank with a phone that's strapped on top of it. Um, and of course, to top it off, off uh, it looks really nice. The backing is actually plastic, uh, and it looks really interesting because it actually feels, it almost makes it look like it's leather. It's that thing that the um, 
I want to say the uh, the Galaxy Note 4 did when they had that bla uh, the backing on the back of the phone that looked like faux stitching of leather and so on. A lot of people kind of gave Samsung flack for it. But the reality is it feels really nice. Um, and then, of course, we have a, a triple camera setup in the back, although really more so a one main camera. That's the 48 megapixel sensor. The front facing camera is an 8 megapixel sensor. And of course, we have an IR blaster, which is also something very unique and a headphone jack. Again, weird, weirdly enough, very much an interesting uh, device. Um, that's right. I, okay, I, for, I forgot about that one. You, yours is the ceramic. You didn't have the leather backing or the fake leather that uh, that some people had. Um, it fell It fell from height onto a metal guardrail, fell and landed on the metal ramp. And, oh, man, and destroyed the work completely. Oh, man. Oh. Um, you know, okay, so when... Okay, so there's a thing that okay, so maybe maybe this is I don't know, I'm not trying to say it's a silver lining or whichever it is. Um, whatever there's something that is like this, a situation or an occasion or something like that that happens, although as tragic as it as as losing that phone is, I would probably much rather have something something that's replaceable to 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 take that type of a an energy out to basically get, let it out and uh, not have anything basically that bad or any kind of negative thing go around you. So. Um, I, let me know if there's anything we could do, man. Seriously, I, I really hope we can. We can definitely do something. Um, and I'm really sorry, man. I, I really do feel free. And I really feel bad, especially because that I know you and I have talked about this phone for quite some time. And it is one of my favorite phones. The Find X2 Pro is one of my favorite phones of 2020. And you guys will hear more about that with, when I start doing the wrap-ups. Um, Davin's jumping in with uh, TK. Uh, to, to Juan's channel, people buy $150 device and expect a $900 performance and complain it doesn't run well. No, I, I, I am totally with you. I am totally with you. This, this, is, this is why I almost... I, well, not I almost. I definitely do agree with 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 Juan. Is we need to start looking at categories of type of devices, more so than just the dollars. At the end of the day, what you're looking for is a budget phone. When you think of a budget phone, this is what you should be expecting from the budget phone. No company will be in business if they were able to give you a twelve times a twelve hundred a fourteen hundred dollar phone, features, hardware, specifications for one hundred and fifty, and be in business because it's first hardware wise is it cannot be even done. Uh, but it's also the fact that you also have to understand the the expectations that you're going in with it. I understand though that, and just to kind of uh, echo Davin's uh, comment. Is you know again it set your expectations to what you're paying right. So if you're going in with a budget friendly device, expect budget friendly and whatever you get on top of that. I feel like that's the icing on the cake there. So the fact that we have a large battery, that's something that I actually was surprised when I saw that because when they said 150 bucks, in my mind the the, the processor wasn't that it was actually pretty much dead on center. I mean a six series and not exactly very powerful. No 5G, no surprises there. Um, the fact that we have four gigs of RAM, again, no surprise there. It was nice to see that they came out with, uh, me, you know, uh, MIUI 12 as opposed to 11, which is also good. Now it's still not running Android 10. Uh, sorry, Android 11 MIUI 12. It's running Android 10, but again, it's the latest version that's currently available, and the new version is barely coming out. To I want to say the Mi 10 Pro, if I'm not mistaken already. Those are the ones that are going to be getting it first. Um, so those things were I was expecting. It's when we jumped into the 6,000 milliampere battery, not a 4,000, not a 5,000, a 6,000. Uh, the fact that we have a large 6.5-inch display, really nice. Stereo speakers, really nice. Those are things that we like. Headphone jack, again, really nice. Now, it did kind of lose a little bit on the performance. Uh, they did push out an update, which made it a little bit better, but I still feel like um, fluidity-wise, it would have benefited uh, basically maybe having 6 gigs of RAM, but again, 
the price point is what you have to kind of uh, confine yourself into and appreciate where you are. So the short answer is, did they nail what they were trying to do? Absolutely. The M3 offers exactly what the M3 is trying to give you and then some. I feel like you get more. And that's what we should expect from Poco. It's always basically getting more for the price that you're getting. Uh, is it uh, uh, be it from the X3 NFC or even with the M3? Those are the devices that you always look at and you always want to get a great bang for the buck. So really happy with that. I'm really happy with what they're offering. And gaming on it is actually pretty decent if you're doing it on Wi-Fi. Um, in the US, I was able to get LTE decent speeds depending on where I was. But uh, again, it's an international model, so you should be able to run it. And the pricing of 150 bucks is available through AliExpress. So if you're looking to pick one up, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, let me just double check here. I'm getting, as I always do, I, I, I get emails. I don't know why. Um, AliExpress, James, yeah. Um, I cannot afford to repair it. Uh, so it's a Redmi Note 9 for now, uh, which is okay for my for my <laughs> for my usage. Um, oh, here. Um, so uh, James, uh, right now it's pretty much available only on AliExpress. According to their post, it was supposed to be available with for more uh, from other uh, retailers. Uh, but as far as I remember correctly, it was still listed only on there. If you had a chance to check it out, but there's a video I put out on Monday that has the link for it, uh, or you could just Google it, AliExpress, uh, but AliExpress is pretty much the only one that comes up. Um, and it is running for about 150 bucks uh, for the four gig. Uh, I want to say the four gig 64. There's two models. The 150 is uh, the one, the 464. And then you can also get the, uh, the four 128. And the only thing I would probably say is this. If you have extra memory cards available around, you're not using them probably just save yourself 20 bucks and use the one that comes on with the 64 gigs because you can add the expandable storage there. So there's no issues there. Uh, but yeah, as Matt was saying, it's AliExpress, uh, James. That's pretty much the only place available right now. Uh, Mehmet is uh, asking a question here for uh, what do you, which one would you pick? Would you pick the iPhone 12 or the 12 Pro? Um, for me, the 12 and the 12 Pro have a lot of things in common, and I, I appreciate what the Pro is offering us. I don't feel like the Pro really is. If I had to choose between the two and only those two, I would probably save myself some money and go with the 12. I feel like if you really want to get the Pro experience, the Pro Max is really what the Pro is in, in the lineup of 12 devices, uh, mostly because you get the bigger display and you get, the obviously, the better optics. But as far as the cameras between the two with the, additional, the addition of the one sensor, I think that is good if you're looking for that. Um, otherwise, I feel like the experience wouldn't be that much different between the two, uh, especially since we're not really talking massive leaps in, the, in comparisons to what you're getting there. Uh, uh, Greg, dude, I, I, I feel like all, we're all in the same boat and we're trying to help as much as we can. Uh, and But it is. It's one of those things that you want to keep in mind. Um, it, it's just, it's weird. Um, the other thing I was going to do also is I wanted to kind of run the the giveaway, uh, the selecting the giveaway this, uh, today from the um, from the actual uh, well from the actual uh, comments from the last video. Uh, James, yes, it is a dual sim, dual sim and micro SD, so you can have the dual sims and the actual S, uh, and the SD card in at the same time. And it also has an IR blaster, so it has a lot of um, a lot of little, like I said, little features that kind of make it worth the 150. And it's hard to kind of bark at what you're getting with it because of such a really good price for it. Uh, stereo speakers are here, USB-C. We're not talking micro. I mean, obviously, there's no more microphones, but uh, when I'm at micro USB cable phones, uh, it just I felt like the 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 use of micro USB connectors on on budget phones lasted way too long, way longer than it needed to stay. So let's just say that USB-C all the way. 
um, headphone jack, stereo speakers, 6,000 milliampere, here, 6.5 inch display. Now it is an IPS panel, not an OLED panel. So keep that in mind. Uh, and the cameras on this in good lighting, I would probably say they're decent. Uh, they're not going to base, they're not going to blow anybody's mind. They're not going to be those cameras where like, oh my God, this thing is amazing. It's a decent camera, single lens camera in the back. The two other sensors are okay. They're two megapixel sensors for more like depth and macro. But the reality is it's just a primary 48 on the, on the back and an eight in the front. Um, <laughs> Abu Bakr uh, is uh, the Mi Note 10 Pro or the Mate 40 Pro? Oh, uh, I would say Mate 40 Pro. And obviously, we're talking Google Play services out of the question here. So if we're just talking to straight phone hardware, definitely the Mate 40 Pro. The Mate 40 Pro is an amazing phone. The hardware on it, the display, uh, the, the stereo speakers, the, the the implementation of the heart of the the whole thing is a is an amazing device. Huawei makes a great offering and they've and they've done so much better on the hardware now every year over year especially with the mate series because those are the ones that you know generally come out with the new processor so the kirin 9000s in there first na five nanometer processor so a lot of the firsts and i feel like it's definitely that would definitely be the the, the one that you would go for uh so yeah, uh, so the Nimitz is confident because the Poco phones always have a good, nice back, and I think it's one of those things that they do. They want to make sure that they give you a great experience. They want to give you obviously a great look, great feel, and something to kind of you know connect to and work with. Uh, and I feel like the design itself, just by looking at it, like you would have probably not guessed that this was a hundred and fifty bucks phone. Like seriously, one hundred and fifty bucks out the door with a brand new four G LTE unlocked dual SIM phone and. I know it sounds like I'm kind of imp like impressed with what they're offering. It's just that what I what I'm impressed with is what we were able to fit in into that $150 price point. Because for $150, I was really ex expecting like a five-inch display, like a small, um, barely kind of I would say a really super slow type of an experience, almost non-usable, and and it's more of the kind of like a feature phone where a few things work very well, and that was pretty much what you expect. Uh, but again. You have to also keep in mind what you're getting there because I've seen other devices that are $100, $150. And again, they don't perform as well as the M3. And I feel like the M3 did a lot better. So if you're looking for something like that and you want an additional phone, you want to have also, or even you just want to have a phone for media consumption, not even use it as a phone, use it like a small tablet, 6.5 inch large display in a massive battery on Wi-Fi will last you for days. There's no question there. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to kind of touch base with you guys was uh, the fact that we also were going to do the giveaway selection. So the way I'm going to do it right now is, for the most part, all the comments have already been entered into the actual giveaway. So let me just open up a new window. I kind of want to look at it and see what we're doing here. I'm going to open it up on the second screen just so that we can keep it going. And like I said, so the goal essentially is I'm just going to run a, an auto-generating uh, selection from the comments. The reason why I asked everybody to leave a comment is because I have this tool that's part of TubeBuddy that allows me to actually pick a winner or pick a comment for a winner out of the actual comments on that video. So the only thing I would probably say is that we're going to just basically do it very... Uh, I'm going to do it in a little bit, but I wanted to double check and make sure that there's no more comments coming in because that we want to make sure that we're not kind of you know giving somebody a, an opportunity. It's totally random. There's not going to be a question of me trying to figure out what it is. Um, and then let me just go here on the live. Oh, speaking of which, I also pushed out a, a video a couple of days ago on the Xperia 5 Mark II. If you guys haven't uh, haven't been looking into it, whatever, um, as of yesterday, uh, yes, as of yesterday, the 4th of December, sorry, I wanted to double check. The Xperia 5 Mark II is available for purchase in the US and it started to ship out to consumers. So if you're looking to pick up a brand new Sony Xperia and it's a slightly smaller form factor than what you're getting with the Xperia 1, Xperia 1 Mark II, 
uh, but you're getting 120 hertz refresh rate. You're getting stereo speakers, headphone jack. You're getting the HS power control. You're getting all the functionalities. Um, I did a video. Obviously, this was during the time I had the early release version um, of the first 10 things you should do to actually get the phone to work the best possible for you. Also, show you a couple of tips on uh, how to be able to transfer your data with the new tool that they've integrated. And of course, last but not least, also the ability of kind of how to use the cameras to the best of their capabilities. There's three different camera apps and there is different functionalities in each one. And surprisingly, the front facing camera only works out of one. So you need to know which app to use for what you need to do. Okay. So as far as the comments, we have 63 comments that are listed on the actual video from last Saturday. So that's the Saturday morning with tech. Um, Okay, so I did. Okay, so we're noticing that there's a few more. There's a few more that kind of came in this morning. So I'm going to cut it off with David King because that's when I, you know, turned on the actual thing. So David King is the last comment. He posted his comment ten minutes ago uh, in the middle of the stream. So which is which is fine, perfectly fine. Uh, but we are going to be picking up a winner from there. And uh, anybody that comes after David King, so we won't be able to uh, here. But the, there's a quick little. Uh, I think there's a few more Greg that kind of jumped in. Um, the kicker on this is very simple. Uh, once a person is selected, I am going to respond back to your comment on uh, on YouTube, and you have well, you have basically twenty four hours to get back to me and connect with me so that we can actually exchange information. So I need your information, obviously, to send this over to Mobvoi, and then they will be shipping out the, the watch directly to you. And the thing is, if it, within twenty four hours, if I don't hear from the person that won, I will redraw another person, deselecting the first person, of course, and then the next person will go through with that, and hopefully, we'll be able to land on somebody that won the watch itself. Uh, we are going to do this live. So once we get this, I'm going to, uh, we'll do the live selection and I'll switch over to screen sharing. And I'll obviously share with you guys, of course, so you guys could see the winner as we're picking it. Uh, but again, it is international. It is really cool for Mob Void to, um, you know, kind of like just give back a little bit. I was really impressed. The, the coupon was really nice. The TK Bay channel is really nice. Uh, but the ability of actually giving back, and I'm really happy that they agreed to do it also internationally because, as you know, we're an international you know community here. Right? Every Saturday we hang out, but I'm talking to you guys from you know Southern California. Uh, we have Joe and Matt. They're in the UK. We have Mehmet in, uh, in Turkey, if I'm remembering correctly. Greg is also in the US. Uh, Davin Davis in there, of course. Uh, and, of course, we have Abu Bakr. I'm not sure where you're from, Abu Bakr, but you know, we have some also from the Arabic, uh, you know, Arab Middle East section. And I know there's a lot of times we also have some, a lot of our viewers are from India, from Malaysia, from Indonesia. And of course, depending where you are, it's always going to be amazing. But I always want to give back to everybody, not just a specific market. Uh, although I do, I do appreciate any giveaway. I just, again, very happy that they did. <laughs> and Davin Davis, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Good luck to all who connect. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, and if, oh, and we have another Southern California one. Definitely, oh, of course. Yes, <laughs> I, I didn't realize we had more than one. It is no, it and 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 Greg's always always totally. Uh, you're right. I mean, it is it is a really big. Um, it it's it's really it's it's hard for me to explain it, but it, it truly is the way we interact, the way we talk, is the drive that makes me wake up on Saturday morning and start working about putting together the live stream. As you realize, a lot of people put their live streams, uh, you know, like Matt, uh, Sam, and Matt. They do a great one on Sunday in the afternoon. So for Matt, it's like end of the weekend. He's hanging out with Sam. They're kicking it. They're just having a nice little end of the week. Uh, and of course, you know, Juan Carlos does it on Monday mornings. And I really, really love his show. And um, 
and we, I did connect with one and I do need to reconnect with him again. We kind of set the date and we didn't get a chance to talk, but I want to talk to him a little bit more about that live stream. But short answer, we are going to talk about, uh, we are going to go ahead and make the selection. And again, 24 hours, have to, 24 hours to answer. Uh, and if you don't get back to me within 24 hours, I do apologize. I will actually have to basically disqualify, meaning I'll remove my comment from real response and I'll move on to the next selected winner. If you get back to me any later than that, it, it is what it is. Those are the, the, that's the reason why I wanted you guys to come back to kind of check out the live stream today. Uh, but with that being said, you know, yeah, let's not make it, let's not dwell on it too long. Let's do this. Uh, let's go ahead and do the, the selection. Let me go ahead and just open up my screen sharing. Why not? Let, you know, I, I don't want to drag it for too long. Uh, and we're here, so here screen share. Um, let me just make sure there's no sensitive stuff here. Uh, da, 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 and here we are. Okay. And let me do this here. Okay, so we are in my screen, uh, and you guys could see here. Those are the, are the all the other live streams that we've done in the past. Uh, so this was the one that we did last Saturday. Uh, as I mentioned, we have sixty three. Uh, and let me just double check. I'll refresh. It should still be sixty three uh, views. Uh, sorry, sixty three comments. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a second to go through. Nope, sixty four. So somebody just left another comment. Uh, it is what it is. We're going to cut it off after this either way. Uh, so um, let me just do this here real quick. Let me just say comment. And four minutes ago. Okay. Uh, let me just double check and make sure there is none that are held for review. Okay. So there is none because I had to remove a few of those bots that we normally get, you know, if you guys remember. So let's go ahead and go back here. We're going to go back to the main screen. And here is this is one of the cool things of TubeBuddy that it allows me that I really, really like about it. Uh, it's the ability of actually clicking this little option that says pick a winner. It's really, really cool. It gets to pick a winner, one person out of everybody that's in the in the comments. And uh, I got to really stop all my notifications. And then let's go ahead and pick a winner. So, uh, okay, what do you mean it doesn't contain any comments? Let's do this. The, oh, I think I did it on the wrong one. So here, pick a winner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, dude, I had comments. What are you talking about? Okay, so drum roll, please. If anybody can do a virtual drum roll for us, let's go ahead and pick a winner, picking a winner. And it looks like the winner is Rupak Chanda. Um, and he actually did comment on this and he is one of the, actually, I, I wanna, I'm not sure which one. So here it is. Uh, and then of course, so you guys could definitely see it right there. So Rupak Chanda is the winner. So let me go ahead and do this on my end. I will go ahead and comment on his response. And congratulations, Rupak. Hopefully you are watching and hopefully you are able to actually jump in and actually leave a comment and, and get, get to my comment. So um, let me just go ahead and do that here. We'll disconnect the sharing. So you guys have it there. It is documented. It is part of the video. Uh, the winner is Rupak Chandra. And uh, definitely, yeah, congrats. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Always see that. Yeah. But this is the thing, you know, guys, uh, exactly. Uh, Congrats, Rupak. And again, we have about 24 hours from now. So it is roughly noonish. So 11 it's 11.30. We'll call it 12. So 12 o'clock tomorrow, I'll definitely give it a chance and we'll see what we could do. So let me go ahead. I'll, I'll As I'm doing this here real quick, let me see if... 
Uh, definitely, then appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, Rupak, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's a great, great watch. Uh, and um, he actually, his comment was actually very nice. The TickWatch Pro seems to be most uh, complete smartwatch based on Android Wear. It has a the Google Assist, the Google Assistant, of course. It has a big battery, and specifically with the dual screen, it, with the dual screen, it'll provide great battery backup. Uh, it has a heart rate monitor, continuous sleep tracking, and functionality. Oh man, dude, he definitely did his homework on the watch. So there's no question there. Uh, let me just go ahead and jump into. I don't know why I'm trying to do this live. Uh, actually, I can do it right now. So, uh, so as we're doing this, uh, so that that's what's going to go on with the this the, with the watch itself. So I'm going to go ahead and just try to make sure to give him a comment right now because I don't want to uh, I don't want to skip too long. So here, let me just do this. Jump in. It just it's running a little bit slow because of the live stream. Uh, but what's going on with everybody? I, I didn't get a chance to ask, and I I typically. I, I, I always forget to ask it's uh, but how's everybody doing guys um, you know everybody hey, mr. Commerce in the comments Suraj is in the comment Greg Davin uh, oh Maz is in there um, <laughs> always always uh, I I'm hoping to be able to do a few more of these and I really appreciate it when we get them like Xiaomi did a really nice giveaway not that long ago and a lot of people benefited from that and I made sure when I work with them that everybody that was a winner did actually pick up uh, one and got and they did receive their their prize. Uh, as I'm I'm not ignoring. I'm just trying to do the comment real quick. I want to leave a comment for Rupak so that I don't skip him. Um, but you know, so speaking of about the actual uh, the um, the Xperia Five, as you guys were just uh, let me see if there's any updates. Uh, it you know it it is. Uh, oh here, uh, Davin. Uh, I'm back to work, which is uh, both good and bad. I'm a manager in re oh, retail sales. On the bright side, my uh, my sister got me a uh, oh a BrewDog advanced uh, <laughs> advent calendar. Uh, <laughs> today is double plug. <laughs> oh my god, God help us, man! Always, always. Uh, let me jump into the live and let's jump into the comments. So here we are, Rupak. Let me see if I can just find here. Da -da -da, and we're gonna say Rupak. And here you are, Rupak Chandra. He actually commented six days ago. He's one of the first people to comment and leave a comment on the actual show. Uh, here we are. Congrats, Rupak, uh, on being selected winner. Please reply to me in uh, uh, before. Yeah. Please reply to me here. You have 24 hours from today, 12 p.m. Pacific, USA. Okay. So here it is. I left a comment. I liked and and I uh, and I hearted that that uh, the comment itself. So do, Rupak, if you're watching the show, if you're in the comments, uh, please make it. You know, do me a favor. Make sure you respond back so we can confirm, and then we'll move on from there. Uh, and hopefully, if we don't if we don't hear anything back, uh, I'll let you guys know. And of course, I'll post another one. I'll obviously um, on Twitter, and then I'll make sure you guys are obviously aware of that. Uh, oh man, hold on. it seems like I missed something here. I'm seeing something about.
uh, oh, Mehmet, sorry. The uh, that was the actual the giveaway for the watch, the the Tick Watch Pro 2020. Uh, this was the one we talked about, and uh, we were mentioning last week and this week's in the comments. So it was one of those. Uh, it was a giveaway that we did last week, where you had to leave a comment, and you know, with the comment, we selected a winner, and Rupak was the winner for this time. Uh, Davin is, of course, always, always, always jumping in with a, a super chat. I always appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, uh, oh, the right to repair? I know some OEMs, Apple are making it harder for people to do these. It's crazy with the right. So I think, I believe that we, we should have the right to repair. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for the, for the, uh, for the super chat. I always appreciate it. Um, but as far as the right to repair, this is something that I think inherent, inherently we should be allowed to. The phone that we buy, the device that we buy is a device that we are paying full retail, or even if we're financing it, we're paying for the phone. We're paying a, a big amount of money for a phone that to a certain extent, we need to have obviously the ability of fixing it ourselves. The, the issue that I had with my ROG Phone 3, uh, ROG Phone 2, sorry, uh, was, again, although it's devastating, the, you know, breaking the display, I wasn't able to use it. It was just not functional anymore. I would have really had to basically go out of my way if, or if ASUS will not allow me to fix it. Apple has been doing this for quite some time, and they're trying to do it where they're not allowing people even by serializing specific pieces of hardware to hardware, meaning if... Um, if a phone's the, a screen breaks and you're you went ahead and bought a, a used phone that had a good screen, uh, but you know the rest of the phone is broken and you you got the part and you you know it's a genuine Apple phone, an Apple part, so you're taking it from an old phone, putting it into yours, and it will not work. Uh, this type of tactic is really not it's not conducive to to the to a market to growth for e-waste purposes, uh, for the fact that you know it's not allowing people to re, you know recycle their hardware. It's very hard and very destructive and, of course, always also polluting. There's additional pollution going on in there. If you can't fix your phone that has a broken part and they're forcing you to go and get either a refurbished phone, meaning you have to give them the phone, they'll do the repair, they'll take it in, they'll fix their thing on their end. So they're making the money off of it. But when it comes down to the actual right to repair on your end, it's being hindering that experience. So, you know, your repairability becomes really expensive and it forces you into going into another phone. So... That type of tactic is a very weird, um, you know, approach. We, we've seen many, you know, OEMs do this, but the real issue here is that we need to have legislation. We need to have actual uh, requirements for companies to actually allow people to repair their hardware. The ability of taking it to a local shop that does replace a screen for you on an iPhone and not have to worry that your iPhone is going to reject the new part because the serial number doesn't match. Uh, the those things are typically what I've seen in the past where I've seen actually people working or using their iPhones for a long time with a cracked screen because it's just too expensive to get it replaced. It's just either too expensive or uh, the cost of a new phone is way too much. So those are the things you have to keep in mind. Uh, so for, from that sense, what you're where you're talking about with it, Davin, is I feel like it's it's something that we should definitely fight for. If you have any any kind of way of voting or actually expressing your opinion, you definitely want to be on on the you know air on the side of allowing us to fix our own uh, devices. Um, Sites like iFixit and, uh, you know, what Jerry, what Jerry, everything does all the time. Those things are allowing us to basically open up devices and they kind of gauge also certain devices are almost unrepairable because of the way they were constructed. So like certain things are done to, to a way where it's almost hard for us to replace. Um, but for me, honestly, this is something that I've done in the past for many years. I mean, back in the early days with, you know, when the phones were not as, as, as sandwiched in like a glass on glass sandwich at this point, I would probably say like where you had removable backs and so on. 
um, opening the phones was not that hard. It, you 90% of the work was done by the fact that you could remove the back, remove the battery, and then you're pretty much able to access the motherboard, the camera sensors and all, and all of the things that you needed to get it repaired. And I've done a, quite a few of those. So that's why with the ROG Phone 2, I didn't have really a big concern. It was more so setting up the time and the space and making sure I was in a dusty environment so that I was able to do the work. That's 90% of what it is. I like to take my time when I'm doing the work. I have a method and organization skills uh, when it comes down to basically you know, aligning all the screws so I know exactly where everything goes in. So I, I am with you and I do appreciate obviously that, but I, I hope that we don't um, we don't lose that. And I also hope that if there if there is a possibility for certain governments to require Apple to allow their devices to be repaired, that that could open up the door for many other uh, you know, countries to request that as well. So it depends on the market and depends on the need. At the end of the day, if you crack your screen and you can't fix it yourself and it's going to cost you as much as a phone, that just doesn't make sense. That that's truly that's it's it truly is a waste. You're creating e-waste because of your forcing the consumer to buy another phone. Um, conversely, if you really want to kind of stick to it, I'm not trying to harp too much on Apple, but I mean, at the end of the day, when they make an announcement that their phone won't come with a charging brick in the box, but you have to buy the charging brick for another $20. And if you want to go for the higher end, it's like a 45 bucks. That to me, is like, who is, who are you? Who who is basically buying it? Really, who's buying the scenario if they they're trying to save space? In reality, they want to sell you another phone. There's another whole box that you have to buy because that's what the case, uh, the the charger comes in, and it depends on which charger you get in. If you're getting the higher end charger, you're paying even more than you would have paid for the regular one. Again, I'm not arguing with the fact that you know people will more than likely have chargers. But very few people have a USB-C style Apple charger. Most people have the USB type A charger because that's the ones that they probably have had unless they bought an iPad within the recent year. So there's a little bit of an interesting uh, scenario, right? Like, again, uh, um, Apple's strategies are always interesting. Um, and the sad part about it is we're literally on a, on a timeline, on a, on a certain timeline before an Android manufacturer decides to do it because they feel like Apple can get away with it. Why can't we? And we end up losing with it at the end of the day because their pricing for their phones. Most companies are not going down year over year. Prices go up every ever so much. And um, I think Samsung, if one thing, if I think we, we really need to appreciate what Samsung has done this year is they've realized the pricing, can, uh, their pricing schemes are a little bit too high and they've done course corrections a few times. But the initial burst where the you know early adopters first buy in with the early release, the pre-sales and all of that, they're paying premium prices on them. Like the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra, uh, they were uh, the Note 20 actually dropped about a couple of hundred dollars, literally about a week or so after official launch. That's a big drop for somebody that literally a couple of weeks before, if they bought it, would have paid more. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm not going to harp too much. I'm with you, Davin, on, on that right to repair always. Uh, and as a consumer, you should have the ability of taking your device to a local shop or go to an Apple store. You should have the ability of picking where you want to go. Um, I always say, oh, good. So all here good in the UK had a bit of uh, snow early in the hours, early hours this morning, but cleared up very quickly. Uh, cold though, British weather. I love British weather. I really, it's it sounds weird to come in for me, but because I'm in a... I don't want to call it like a bubble that just stays in that nice little medium temperature, but you know, it's like, it's cool. It's cool for us now, but we don't get snow. We don't, we rarely ever get rain in Southern California. And if we do get rain, they call it the weather storm of whatever year it is. 
Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys got some snow. I'm glad that you guys are doing well. Um, I, and I, you know, again, the UK. I know you guys are also going through some of your your own little cons, you know, constraints and stay stay at home orders. Um, for us here in LA, in LA County, we're hitting some record numbers. We were we're in the process of starting a stay at home request order for the next couple of weeks, at least through the 20th of December. So um, it is it's interesting. It is it is interesting. So we'll have to figure out where where we are and how how long we stay. Um, I hope, I hope, as you're saying, Mehmet, I hope that 2021 ends up being a good, a much better year. I feel like uh, the way 2020 has been going, it, it has to kind of basically go up from there, right? I, I feel like it just has to kind of go up and get better. Um, and we'll have to see how, how that, how that goes, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, definitely. It was, that was a great question. Yes, definitely. For sure. Uh, Mr. Comer, um, all, all well, man. I appreciate. It. Yeah, no, it, it's good. But this, those are the things I, I really appreciate. You know, you guys taking your time, hanging out with us here, and you know, kicking it. Um, I know Joe always kind of uh, jumps in. I, I like to call him Mister Pixel Five now because that's pretty much all he's posting from. Um, uh, a deserving winter that makes me. Uh, <laughs> uh, winter is is amazing uh, when when it's truly uh, you know when you get that feeling. Um, I've had a few opportunities to go to the UK um, during winter time, and it was one of them was in November and December, and even all the way up to like uh, you know February March kind of thing. You still get some of that nice cold weather, uh, but it's the Christmas time where you get all the lighting, all the different carolers, and all of that stuff. Um, so those are the things I appreciate. <coughs> Sorry about that. I'll take a sip of coffee. Um, Vegeta. Today we got Vegeta running. Um, James is uh, jumping. I'm doing well. Life's good. I can't complain. Hashtag. Well, I'm blessed. Of course. No. Uh, if we're able to, if we're able to find a, obviously a, a good time and um, obviously work out whatever we need to, and of course still get the ability of spending time with our our friends. Well family and friends um it's always appreciated uh and and i think that's i think one of the biggest things especially around the holidays that's getting a little bit hard on some people but i'm, I'm great to hear that james of course uh, it's one of those things again with the holidays things kind of uh, change a little bit we saw a lot of travel a lot of different things coming up uh suraj munir uh, uh sometimes it makes it makes the consumer uh oh trump wants to change the product okay so i think uh, I I think may have uh, felt uh, I have make, may have felt something. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just about over being sorry. Yes, I didn't see that. So I saw my I saw um, Maz Maz's comment back to you, but I couldn't find your comment. I'm not sure if it didn't show up right, but I do. I'm sorry, man. I I didn't realize you weren't feeling well. Uh, we talked we talked on and off, but we didn't really get a chance to. Uh, connect on that so i hope you feel better and i hope everything is coming back and you're doing well um do the five uh i'm not sure what that is uh davin is jumping back with uh, um <laughs> it won't get super uh, technically here uh, but i'm just like my other colleagues and um let me see i you know i i have to say okay sorry we're back so good um uh, i think removable batteries are definitely very nice they're always nice to see the removable batteries uh very 
actually there's no more right i think like like the reality is the fact i think even with like expandable options there's none there's none not even in 2020 not one phone came out with a removable battery even a budget phone or even a budget friendly version of a phone uh, and I think one thing I appreciate is what Zero Lemon does as far as a company, because they provide cases with extend, uh, with external batteries. So if you ever have a phone that ever, like the, they have a case for it that is being supported, obviously, and the battery on your phone is starting to fail or something like that, having an external battery that can consistently power your phone, it always helps. Uh, but sadly, no replaceable. You can't fix it. And uh, unless you want to get yourself into the actual phone and open it up and compromise if there's any water seal, uh, you know, le uh, coverage or anything like that, uh, you can always definitely uh, see it there. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I didn't see your comment, Greg. Uh, I don't I don't really think I didn't ignore it. I just didn't see it. I hope that makes sense. Uh, Davin is. Um, yeah, no, as far as I think Apple, uh, so Davin is jumping back in with appreciate your thoughts on the right to repair. I think Apple as a uh, has really clamped down on uh, from the start of the iPhone X onward. So that's a couple of generations or so now uh, by uh, my iPhone eight needs a new battery. And if I swap it, I, uh, I could I couldn't sell it anymore uh, afterwards. And that's the thing. That's true. So there's a few things to keep in mind when we do when we do repair. So regardless of the right of repair or not there. You want to keep in mind that if you do end up opening up your phone, you need to basically obviously disclose that as you, if you're selling the phone again. Uh, but there generally is not going to be a seamless or an easy way for you to basically re uh, repair it when bring back the original IP rating uh, and everything kind of go back to the way it was before. So my recommendation would be if your phone is getting to that point and you are going to need to repair it, either fixing your battery, replacing a screen or anything like that, um, that's partially with the way you think about it because if it's broken and you can't use it at the end of the day it becomes a paperweight so what you're doing is obviously investing in it to make it last a little bit longer so as long as you're able to do it just understand that there are going to be some compromises um, even repair shops that do end up doing the repairs for you do not guarantee that the device will get back into its ip rating so if you have any dust or water resistance those are the things that you want to make sure to keep in mind there so it's not it's not an intentional thing it's just that um, the original uh, cleanliness and manufacturing process that the phone went through to get that certification set on it is compromised whenever we open it because we are not we're just not going to be able to have the same type of tools, but we should still be able to do it. That's that's a big thing for us. We always should be able to do it. Um, uh, oh, uh, Joe saying I sold my my wife's old iPhone eight for about 140 pounds. Not sure if I got a good, uh, good for my money, but it's all good. Um, I think the reality of the matter is the iPhone 8 is roughly kind of a comp you know, if you think about it, the, the size of what the iPhone, I think was it the SC2020 for as far as the, you know, the performance. Uh, I meant like, you know, usability, not the actual processor. The processor obviously is much newer. Uh, I think it's a decent price. Uh, I think iPhones tend to, you know, keep their pricing or their, they keep their value quite well. But it's something to keep in mind at the end of the day. Um, when you're upgrading or if you're selling your phone, it's better to sell it as opposed to have it just collect dust. Like for me, every once in a while, you guys will see me posting some phones that I'm selling. And it's because I don't I don't have a way of basically keeping, um, you know, there's no there's no point. If I keep it too long, it becomes a um, kind of like a collector's item. It sits on the wall and it never gets used. So I have a few phones sitting in there like the, uh, the Nexus One. To me, that's a collector item. I don't think I'm going to be selling that anymore. It doesn't work as a phone. I can't even log in with my Google account to it. But it works as far as it boots up. I can see it. I can see the camera. There's no video option. There's a whole bunch of things back when we first started. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely appreciate that there. 
Let me double check. <laughs> I like it. Hashtag. So we got to give you something, right? Hashtag Mr. Yeah. So Mr. Pixel five from now on, I think if you guys can see that right there, hashtag Mr. And that beard that uh, Joe's going with it, man. I saw that on the live stream a couple weeks ago. That was, that was fun. Um, Greg's jumping back. Yeah, no, dude, I, it always is fun hanging out. And like I said, uh, <laughs> um, I saw your comment this morning uh, in the uh, in the chat over on on Twitch. It just I don't tend to use Twitch for chat. Uh, Twitch for me mostly is uh, literally a couple of things. Um, I watch my trance. I listen to a lot of music and I post my video on it every week. Uh, but for the most part, if you guys are following over uh, following me or checking out things on on Twitch for me, it's mostly consuming media. So I watch Juan. I watch Madden. Uh, Madden uh, Sam on Saturday, on Sundays, um, and uh, you know, and Greg and I are also connected there. And of course, uh, you know, I play Warzones all the time. I can't wait for the new season to kick in. Uh, <laughs> more coffee. Uh, you know what? I, I brew this every morning right before the show. So it's a fresh, fresh brew sitting and just iced it right away. Um, IR 1980. Uh, do you think that the Snapdragon 888? Okay. So actually that's a good thing. It's a good thing to actually get a chance to talk. About. Um, will be cheaper for OEMs due to the integrated modem. If that's the case, will OEMs pass on the savings, uh, or, uh, does it look, uh, basically, Okay, does it put a better tech in the phone and keep the same pricing point? Um, so there's no question that the uh, the Snapdragon 888 is going to be definitely a more powerful performer. Uh, the performance improvement on the CPU, the GPU, the ISP, and the modem are all definitely updates from what we saw last year. I think the biggest change from last year to this year, even though may, it may not really get a lot of uh, traction, is the, the triple ISP option that we have now as opposed to the dual ISP that we've seen in the past. So... The performance on the camera has the benefit. Um, a lot of the things that we saw from Qualcomm and from what you know, what Qualcomm announced this week, that you know, during this tech summit, is the improvements that they've done over years. The way it ends up translating into, uh, you know, when it goes to OEMs and how they deal with it, it's really more of an a la carte kind of a situation. Yes, the modem is integrated, so they've gone back to integrating. It's no longer a separate independent modem where you're able to change it. Um, they also kind of did something interesting, right? They didn't really announce any of the 7 Series this year. All the announcements that we saw was literally around the 888, the 888 CPU, the successor of the 865. Um, I didn't hear anybody talk about why they didn't go to the 875. They went with the 888 other than obviously the 8 number being more of a lucky number uh, in the Asian, uh, in the Asian more, uh, community. So to me, it was more... Um, I felt like the, the power and the improvements that we've seen here should translate to a better, obviously, user experience, more potential of what users can do. The way at the end of the day, what we've seen in the past is it literally is whatever OEM decides to select and use, they get to implement. Which means even if we have a triple ISP, even if we have a better, more powerful processor, and we have uh, better integrated with, you know, the new Adreno GPU, and of course, all the other, uh, uh, you know, the X60 modem now as opposed to the X50 modem. So you get some improvements there for speeds. It truly, oh, and, and true worldwide uh, 5G compatibility with sub-6 and millimeter wave and um, low-band, mid-band uh, sub-6 as well as millimeter wave on the X60. This is a big, big announcement there. Having one modem compatible with all of the different bands is a big thing. Is it going to be actually available that way? That ends up becoming something that the, the OEMs have to factor. So the, the perfect example, and not that I'm trying to you know, pick on in that specifically, but uh, the X55 modem, or sorry, the, uh, the 865 had a 5G connectivity. So anybody that used the 865, for the most part, activated a 5G connection. 
Samsung, T-Mobile, uh, sorry, Samsung, uh, uh, Apple, well, not Apple, sorry, Samsung, other device car carriers, Red Magic, and all of those, they all put in the 5G. 5G was dead center in there. Um, in the US, Sony, although releasing it with the 865, did end up not turning, turning on the 5G connectivity due to the compatibility with the different carriers in the US. So the Xperia 5 and the Xperia, sorry, the Xperia 5 Mark II and then the Xperia 1 Mark II both don't show 5G in the US. You would get 5G in Europe. So those things are different. These are tailored experiences, and the OEM will always basically pick and choose what they want to do. Does it mean we're going to see lower pricing? The big guys are more than likely going to keep their pricing the way they are. I don't see Samsung. I don't see, um, you know, uh, like basically Samsung for the most part, I think pretty much set their pricing. They're kind of like the Apple or the Android side. They're pretty much just more on a cruise. And if Apple goes up a little bit, they'll match it a little bit. They're not really trying to rock the boat too much on the price, but they are going to be consistently going up. I don't see them going down. Um, we have not seen a sub $1,000 phone from Samsung at launch. If it ends up being under um, it for, for some time. And like I said, the uh, Note 20 was a perfect example. It sold for $999, like $1,000, and it dropped by $200 a week or so after launch. Uh, but for me, it, it's more about it, it can translate into savings. I think we're probably going to need to look at other companies like OnePlus, uh, some of the other companies. Like We'll see also what Oppo does with it. Uh, there was a few announcements talking about Xiaomi. Uh, I think the Mi 11 is going to be coming out as the one of the first one. And of course, the successor to the Oppo Find X2 Pro or the Find X series uh, in 2021. So I'm, I'm imagining the Find X3. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. And uh, we'll have to see what they offer. Um, Mehmet, uh, Mehmet is jumping back and saying, "Is that what's important is fast charging or big battery? I think it's a combination of the two, uh, but there's also a third component that I think we also need to keep in mind is the software we're running on our phones. Um, what I mean by that is, let me see if I have it. Oh, here it is. Okay. So the perfect example, since we were just talking about the Find X2. So the Find X2 has a large capacity battery. It has a 65 watt charger. It's not the fastest that Oppo offers, but again, fastest that we can get on this device. Um, the biggest benefit here is the fact that we have a dual side battery. We not we don't have one large battery, so they're using dual battery technology. They're also charging them in a in a in a way where it actually gives you a boost in performance. But with ColorOS 11, which is what I was trying to refer to as that third part, it's not just the charging tech, it's not just the battery, but it's also the software that manages that technology. Um, the new one with Battery Guard in uh, ColorOS 11 enables the phone to actually charge only up to 80% with the faster charging, but then it keeps it at 80 throughout the night till it learns when you usually wake up, like when is that first time you take off the phone off the table and you unlock it and start using it. And it basically times it so that you can charge the phone up to 100% overnight without necessarily having it sit on the charger always at 100%, which will damage your phone, uh, the battery on the phone. So. When it comes down to, is it better to have faster charging or larger battery? You want to have a large battery to last you longer, uh, but you also want to have faster charging that keeps in mind using software technology to optimize the performance so that you do not damage it. So HS Power Control is a perfect example. I think uh, Sony has it are charging at a 21 watt charger, uh, 20 watt watt, uh, 21 watt speed charging, uh, but they only provide an 18 watt charger in the box. But even with that, with the HS Power Control, you're able to use your phone without using the battery charging functionality, reducing heat, extending the battery life. A lot of things that I really like about this. Uh, the PinePhone 64. I haven't heard of that one, Greg. Uh, is that a, I'm assuming it's a Xiaomi, is it? Or I'm not sure if you can maybe let us know which one that is. Uh, oh, the Fairphone 3. I remember that one uh, has a removable battery. You're right. Yes, you're right. Fairphone is one of those very, uh, very um, 
it's a it's a very it, it, I didn't remember it because it really didn't make that big of a. I guess I, I want to say it didn't make a big of a splash in my in my realm of devices. I guess, uh, but it is one of those ones, definitely. Yes, uh, I forget about them. Um, fast charging kills the battery. So the fast charging is generating a lot of heat around the battery and an extended amount of uh, boost performance over time. So if you've seen any of the fast charging videos that I've done in the past, I've always, I always like to include the temperatures. A lot of people will do fast charging. Oh yeah, this phone can go zero to hundred and blah, blah, blah. All things are, are perfectly fine, but you also want to see what are the temperatures this phone is generating, which means is let's say your phone is running low. You're at a 10% situation, right? And you, you're about to start in a match PUBG with your friends. So you're like, okay, great. I'm going to plug the phone in. I'm going to plug the cable and I'm just going to keep playing. So not only are you using it at the full potential, you're charging it and you're generating a mass amount of heat. Yes, an extended amount of uh, type, that type of experience does degrade the battery, the quality of the cells in the battery, and of course, the charging speed. So as time goes on and we don't have replaceable batteries as easily as we used to have, that will degrade the, per, the the performance and the battery life. And of course, ultimately the life of the phone for you. Because if your phone stops getting full charge, you're noticing that it, it barely doesn't even get to 100% and it doesn't last you as much, you're more likely to get rid of it and get another phone. So at that point, it, it truly doesn't help. Um, Sony, I want to say, is a big company that is a very big proponent of battery life. Uh, Oppo is jumping in on the bandwagon and I can see a lot more uh, you know providers and other companies do so. Um, Samsung kind of did a little bit of a, a give and take on the note on the S20 Ultra early in the year. They gave us a 45 watt charging capability. That was really nice on a 5000 milliampere battery. I like that feature. And then when we came back down at the Note 20 Ultra, which again is supposed to show all the best, we have a 25 watt charger with a 4500 milliampere battery. So they kind of moved it moved back down. I'm not sure if they had any issues with the batteries. I don't know if there was any problems, but there is fast tech. Um, we're also seeing that, you know, Oppo, I think, is starting to work on some of their technologies that can go all the way up to 125 watt. So having software protection will always help. Always, always appreciate. Uh, let me jump in here. Toto is saying, um, is the OnePlus 7 Pro still a good buy or should I get the OnePlus 8 instead? Uh, if you're looking at the OnePlus 7 Pro and 8, you're not looking 7 Pro and 7 and 8 Pro. Uh, keeping in mind that the 8 Pro now is about $799. It, definitely, it did drop in price a little bit. Uh, I think the OnePlus 7 Pro is very uh, reasonable. Between the two, unless you need 5G, you're pretty much, I feel like you are get a better experience on the 7 Pro. It's a larger display. You still have the pop-up camera, which is a little bit of a different experience. So you're not getting that, I'm not going to say water resistance because they didn't really advertise it. It's IP, the IP rating on the uh, 7 Pro, but it should be very capable and very, very functional. I think if I'm not mistaken, ColorOS 11 is coming out on the uh, 7 Pro very soon. So you should be able to also run the latest, uh, sorry, I said ColorOS, Oxygen OS, 11 uh and of course you'll be able to run the latest and greatest software on it with all the new features like the always on display that uh, oneplus is bringing back so i i would recommend the 8 pro over the 8 uh, mostly because you're you'll get that better camera experience on the 8 pro i feel like the 8 is closely resembling what we had with the 7t and the 7 which is that 48 megapixel sensor uh and then the 8 pro uh, the 7 uh, the 7 pro if i'm not mistaken had that 64 megapixel sensor on it so you definitely get a little bit better there but they both should be very, very nice. Let me double check here. Uh, Mr. Commer jumping in. A, um, a new map of the Milky Way created by the National uh, National Astrological Observatory uh, of Japan shows the Earth is spiraling faster and, and it's about 2,000 light years closer to the, uh, to the Milky Way. Su uh, supermassive black hole. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. 
I didn't even hear about that one. I, that's a very interesting. I wonder how what the, what the timing is, and if they're projecting a specific time. So we are two thousand light years closer to them. So we are cl closer by two thousand light years. But is it? Are we going straight into it, or are we actually? Is there a possibility of a of maybe a deviation? So I'll, I'll have to look that into. Um, there are custom ROMs for, uh, for the Nexus. I, you know. I'm actually going to check that out. I'm if I'm if I if I find something that actually still is support because the last time I looked at it, Greg, I didn't see anything that's currently supported. Still, I saw some ROMs that were posted a long time ago that were like the latest things running. Uh, the problem with this, I think, is based on it, that the based it it would have to be based on a newer version of Android for that phone for me to be able to log in because I think it's still running. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Eclair like one of the early Android 2, I think was the last, last update that uh, the Nexus 1 got. And it, it is, uh, I think Google disconnected the service for those. They, they pretty much realized nobody has a phone that runs, so they left it there. Um, Mr. Calmer with the super sticker, thank you. Thank you very much. Always, always appreciate it. Um, Donald is jumping back. Sabaha TK, what do you think about the antivirus protection installed on mobile phones? Do you think that they're really effective, such as McAfee? Um, so here's the thing. Uh, Antivirus software are intended to obviously protect us from malware and from applications that we download, and we obviously don't want them to you know, steal our information. The problem is most of the times those applications are discovered to be mal to be malware later on. Um, it's not discovered by the app because it doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, it's not scanning for it. It's it's looking for different things. Uh, is it beneficial to just buy it by itself? I don't think it's, I would probably say, get it with the package that you have it for your desktop. So like your laptop or your PC. And then they generally will come with it. Like Norton does the same thing. They provide us with an antivirus. Uh, what I don't, See, what I don't appreciate sometimes is those free antivirus that are included in your phone when you're buying them. And they are touted as basically the ability of scanning the apps that are in the Google Play Store, which, by the way, Google Play Store has its own scanning methods to validate applications. I'm not saying it's 100%. Again, malware will sneak in in different ways. Uh, they don't tend to you know, show up at the door saying, I'm a thief. Uh, no, they... Um, <laughs> they they typically come in as a normal app. People download them, they use them, and they realize that there's some background permissions and so on. And most antivirus programs don't scan for background permissions in that way. Um, it's the one I was trying to lead into is that we're the ones that are free that are included on in your phone uh, that are ad supported, meaning as it scans the app and it's telling you that it's safe to install, it's throwing an ad in front of you. So in in a certain way, they're making money by just doing almost nothing. Um, I think at the end of the day. It's a little bit hard, right? Malware on Android does exist. Spyware does exist. Um, I think having it on your phone uh, can definitely def uh, provide you a little bit of a more secure, you know, feeling a little bit better about it. Does it really provide the same level of protection that we get on a, on a desktop PC? Not necessarily. And again, um, it doesn't protect you from apps that are my, uh, that are uh, basically concealed as malware. So things that you typically download, like those free apps, and you don't realize what they're looking for, uh, it's you're better off understanding the permissions that an app is asking for before you install it and managing that yourself. If you have a, a latest running phone, then necessarily, you know, purchase it into it. Uh, but I do say again, if it comes free with your service, it doesn't really hurt. Uh, it's just another app that's going to have to run in the background. So I hope, hope that makes it sense for you. Um, Davin is back. Um, I suspect that 
I, I suspect that we uh, may see Samsung run their new Exynos chip on the S21 series next year since they dropped the the uh, since they dropped the custom GPUs. So I'm hoping to see the Exynos, the, the Exynos numbers obviously start, you know, to show up and start showing us what they're looking into as far as a competitor. So we now have a five nanometer from Qualcomm. We have a five nanometer uh, from uh, Huawei. We have five nanometers from my, from Apple for the Apple Silicon. So the reality of the matter is five nanometer is the way to go, right? We're not going to be staying with seven. We're, I mean, there's phones still that are released with 12, but this, but again, the short answer is, um, the quite you know Samsung needs to bring it and they need to bring it in a big way can they bring it and still provide the same experience by going all Exynos like I think there was a year where they did provide an Exynos model in the US it was a note I want to say so it's still yet to be seen and if they do decide to go with an all Exynos without doing their due diligence and making sure that everything is working fine they could hurt their market because uh, people will switch if they're having problems with phones like that. I mean, things like that, especially in in 2020, you, you notice a lot of people use maybe, you know, they carried their phones longer. They relied on them more. And the Note 20 Ultra and the Note 20 did have a little bit of backlash against it because they stuck with the, the Exynos 990 where they could have jumped over to the Snapdragon, especially with the Ultra model. So it depends on what you're looking for. But um I, I would say at the end of the day, we'll have to see. Uh, we're hearing a lot of rumors that the S21 will come out in January. Reality, we typically see them in February, so January is not that far, but rumor mill will always run. Uh, we'll have to see what they offer, but I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see something uh, comparable as far as performance. Um, uh, Vazikos is saying, I'm a little bit disappointed that Qualcomm still won't uh, support an AV1 decoding for another year. The The approach that I feel like Qualcomm is doing this year is an incremental upgrade with a focus on the cameras, a focus on the optics and on the performance there. And it's more of, I'm not sure why they chose not to go that route in one more year, uh, but it, it's more of the what they're focusing on their core business. They realize that camera is a big thing, connectivity is a big thing. Um, so they're offering us a lot of things that I feel like, uh, like HDR video recording. They had that last year, right? But the way Apple announced it during an Apple event, it made it sound like Apple invented it and, you know, Qualcomm just sat by it on the side and nobody had it. The feature was there. It just OEMs didn't choose to kind of take advantage of it. Uh, I don't know if it's a royalty kind of fees or whatever, but short answer, the feature's there. I hope to see actual devices that carry it, but it's something to see why, um, you know, why OEMs choose the different, the tailored experience that they offer. Uh, but the triple ISPs, uh, and I'm really, really, see this, when they announced the triple ISP, that made me very excited to see what Sony has to offer in 2020. Because in the current setup with the 865, with the dual ISPs, they were doing great. But now we have the ability of running three live streams at the same time using the triple ISPs. So think of just the, the functions, the things that they can do using that much power, that much super, that much bandwidth on the actual uh, SOC and everything is integrated. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they are, what they have to offer. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm just stopping here real quick, uh, Mehmet. Yeah. So it depends on the time of day, uh, Mehmet. Right now, early in the morning, I usually I typically drink my coffee cold. You're right. Uh, I do prefer it a little bit cold because it's easier to drink. Um, I in the past when I was when I would drink coffee or tea, I tend to let it get to almost room temperature. I don't prefer it to be hot. Um, although I do understand that there is obviously it's different when it's warmer, the temperature, you know, the temperature, the sensation, the, uh, the aroma of the, uh, of the beans, or even with the, with the leaves, when you're drinking tea, um, 
And just a little bit of a side note, if you guys have never tried this, um, I actually like to drink uh, half coffee, half tea. It's called, the, uh, it's almost like the, uh, if I'm butchering this, I do apologize. It's called the yin yang. Um, it's a uh, basically a yin yang, a half half, uh, basically tea and coffee. It's a Cantonese uh, drink from Hong Kong. Uh, that I got the chance to experience one time, and I just I've loved it. The combination of the two uh, is very very nice. The aroma from the tea and the caffeine, obviously, but combining it with half of coffee just gives you that nice aroma. So uh, oolong tea as well for me. Um, I heard good things about the seven seventy seven seventy five G. Hold on, let me just bring it up here before we go to it. So I heard a lot of good things about the seven seventy five uh, G, or maybe uh, it'll be called the seven seventy seven or the seven seventy eight. I don't know. Um, it, it was an interesting change of what they did. Uh, the 775 is going to be, if anything, I can say this. The 865 was definitely the, the horsepower, the, the, the fastest, best pro processor that we saw in 2020. Uh, it did very well comparably to other devices comparing it to the A13 from last year. Um, and it performed very well and it carried a lot of people and it brought in a lot of devices uh, with basically just the horsepower that you want. But I really feel like the 765G was truly the winner, the like the shining horse, the uh, the reason why Qualcomm did what they did and they were able to do so well. Um, I just realized also that the screen behind me just went dark. I think it's because the uh, Chromecast is restarting. Um, the the experience with the 765 is definitely very nice. It gave you that power, uh, well, performance, power consumption, uh, power, power savings, and of course the overall experience that you'd want out of a smartphone without having to go very expensive. A uh, perfect example to that is, uh, not that I want to jump back into Mr. Uh, Mr. Pixel 5 over there, is the Pixel 5. Uh, not only just the Pixel 5, but also the Pixel 4, uh, 4a 5G. It's a perfect design. Uh, that phone is 400 bucks, and you're getting a 765G. Uh, you're getting great performance, triple cameras, two on the back, one on the front. There's a lot of things to be said. Um, I don't know what, what Qualcomm is planning on with the new chipset. I feel we should have heard something at the same, you know, at the event of talking about what the new chipset's going to be. I feel like the online presence or the online part of uh, the Qualcomm Tech Summit this year changed things a little bit, which forced the experience to be a little bit more staggered. We may have another event from Qualcomm that may pop up. I mean, if you think about it, Apple had so many events this year. Samsung released their devices almost bought an event on its own since the cost of it splitting the event is much less when it's all virtual. So we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, yeah. Um, oh, hold on. Okay. So uh, the 765G was a huge success this year for Mr. Pixel 5. <laughs> Mr. Pixel 5. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Matt's back and say, uh, and I'm back. Uh, the Redmi uh, oh crashed had me. I had to reset it. Uh, I hate this uh, this thing for the daily use, but I, uh, oh man, it can't cope with my usage. I, it's a it's a tough one. It's a it's a very hard uh, it's a very hard one to kind of uh, jump from from you know going from a Find X to Find X to Pro, uh, jumping down to the Redmi. But uh, let let me let's see maybe. Uh, I almost feel like, like even if I did have a phone that I, I was able to uh, try to maybe work out or try to get it, because obviously the conversion will be cheaper here. By the time it gets to you, it'll be an extra three hundred dollars or three hundred pounds of uh, taxes. It'll just destroy the whole purpose of what it was. Uh, but it's one of those things you have to. Yeah, uh, I hope. Uh, actually, you know, Matt, if you're open to custom roaming it, uh, I'm pretty sure Greg can recommend a few things, uh, but there may be better ways to actually getting a better life out of that phone uh, with a custom ROM as opposed to running it with stock if you're having problems with the software. So that may also be an issue there. Um, 
that's why we must stay away from carrier locked phone if possible there's also a lot of there's also talks uh, about trying to put legislation to allow uh, to not allow phones to be locked to carriers um carrier phones are in are an interesting um experience i say that because in theory, you think that this is the exact same phone if you had bought it unlocked from the company, right? So like a Samsung phone or um, Sony or Motorola, whichever. It ends up being basically a carrier version of a phone. Carrier phones have software installed from the carriers on these phones on top of what the original OEM initially installed. So when you think of a carrier phone, a T-Mobile version of a phone or a, T a Verizon phone or an AT&T phone, there are software or certain things in there installed specifically. One thing I like about Pixel that does a little bit different, it's an unlocked phone that tailors itself to the carrier that you're using. And what I mean by that is if, uh, if we, I pick out a SIM card, let's say I put an AT&T SIM card into this and I start running it as an AT&T phone, it downloads the My AT&T app and it, of course, downloads the APN connections. But it doesn't download all the extra bloatware that typically comes with an AT&T phone. Uh, I'm not trying to harp on AT&T phones, but I'm just saying is, OEM phones tend to come with these little deals. They make some a little bit of a kickback by advertisement or something like that by including those apps like Facebook, uh, whatever little you know games that they insert in there and so on. Um, unlocked phones will always be better. Unlocked phones tend to get a little bit a different experience because you're going directly with the manufacturer. So meaning when when Samsung releases the update for an S20 or a Note 20 or whichever. It goes exactly the way they updated it into the phone. So it goes from, you know, source to the OEM and then it comes to you. When you add a company, like a phone company, then it goes to the phone company. They need to install their software, make sure their software works on top of it, and then push that, which could delay things a little bit longer. Uh, Samsung actually has done a good job with, I think, giving access to the OEMs early so that they can get the software. Oh, man, let me see here. And it, oh, hey, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back at it again. Sorry. I thought I lost you guys. We got that freezing uh, screen. Uh, yeah. Vegeta again. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it, we're going to have to basically, uh, we'll have to see how it goes. I feel like all, you know, there isn't much of a discount when you go with, uh, with carrier phones anymore, where they used to be cheaper to go with them. Uh, the reality um, actually, speaking of which, there are, there are more. Apple's starting to charge more for unlocked phones. The iPhone, the iPhone 12 Mini was 30 bucks more unlocked, as opposed to the locked model on a carrier. That is interesting. Also, return policies. Uh, most companies uh, have problems pay, taking phones that have been activated on networks because they're they're locked to that network. So we'll have to see. Um, I am. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry, Matt. I was not trying to, 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 sorry. It was, it was just, uh, it was a way for me to drive a point and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. It, it is, it is bad. It is a bad taste. Uh, and, uh, honestly, I, I really hope we're able to find a way to get this thing taken care of. Uh, I'll, I'll try to see if there's any options of maybe, uh, trying to find the hardware and maybe getting it installed. The, the good thing with Oppo is, uh, you really don't need to go to an Oppo retail. You can find another company that does it for you if you have the hardware and then you maybe just pay labor. So maybe there's ways for us to save some money there, but we'll have to see. Um, uh, oh, um, and. Anandu, okay, so Anandu's asking us, how are you guys doing? Hopefully, you guys, hope you guys are doing well. We're doing well, man. Appreciate it. I hope you guys had a chance to, uh, oh, speaking of which, if anybody had didn't get a chance to, uh, 
and I'll jump on Don, uh, Donald's qu uh, question. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, uh, the winner of the actual TickWatch Pro 2020 has been announced. I'm waiting for, uh, his name is Rupak, Rupak Chanda. Uh, and hopefully I'll get an answer from him. He left a comment six days ago and hopefully we'll hear back. And if we don't, hopefully within 24 hours, we'll be able to put out uh, in, another, um, well, we'll select another winner if, we, if I don't hear back from him. Uh, Donald's jumping in. Uh, Does the Snapdragon 88 look good to you? I think it's promising from what they, so last year I had a chance to sit down with the 865 and actually use the 865 at the event. So I had a chance to play some games, got to see the performance. I actually got to see some uh, performance, just rendering performance, just to see basically our stabilization performance in the short amount of time that I had sitting with it. And I could see how much better it was than the 855. Like to me, it was like, wow. The 855 is a strong, very great contender, but the 865 did a very big jump in performance. Like I could see that. This year, unfortunately, because of the situation, because of the way that you know the Qualcomm Tech Summit was being virtual, there was no benchmarking offered. The benchmarking that we number or the numbers that we saw were obviously the, the numbers that Qualcomm did. And what we saw there essentially is obviously there is an improvement that's known. I'm excited with the fact that they've done a few things. Uh, the global support on it for the X X60 modem to me is a big, big win because hopefully when we do get back into more of a normal way of things, I like to travel as you guys understand or you know. Uh, and traveling for me has always been a challenge because I tend to go to other countries and 5G was always uh, not a big driver for me. It was more 4G LTE. Uh, but it, it is one of those things to know that if, let's say, I go to the UK, if I go to Germany, if I go to Spain, and I pop in a local SIM, I'm still going to be able to get 5G on my US version of, let's say, the S21 or the you know the Sony Xperia 1 Mark III, whichever phone ends up being the phone that we carry that has those type of uh, experiences. Also, once you have a modem that is compatible with all the bands, there's less likeliness to have issues with phones not having the 5G connectivity turned on. So think of it again, what happened with Sony where they didn't release a 5G version of their phones in the US because of the different versions of 5G, the sub six, the low mid, low band and mid band. And then of course the ultra wide, there's a whole bunch of things going on. So at the end of the day, I would probably say the 888 is very, very promising. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to come with a price reduction, if it's going to still kind of go through the way it went before, which means we'll obviously see more flagships, but the pricing will be a little bit higher. Uh, OEMs tend to basically tailor their experiences. So everything you heard from Qualcomm will not necessarily all be in one phone. Some companies may take advantages of certain things because we've had dual ISPs for some time. The, the triple ISP now is obviously a much better improvement, but again, Software needs to be built to actually take advantage of having three direct streams from three different cameras at the same time being recorded at the same time. Those are things that we have to appreciate. But I am excited for it, definitely. Um, I, yeah, no, Matt, <laughs> Greg, yeah, I know, I know. Matt knows. Uh, I, I was not trying to do that on purpose. Um, if the device isn't unlocked, I don't want it. I, I'm with you. And then that's really one of the things I, I try to do. Um, I don't, even if I do buy a phone directly from, let's say, and when I bought the 12 mini, I bought it unlocked. I don't want to buy it locked. I want to be able to, if I want to switch from AT&T to T-Mobile to Verizon, I want to be able to switch them. I don't have to want, you know, I don't have to go buy phones and sell phones. It's an investment to, to start with. Uh, the last thing you want to do is trying to have to figure out what's going on. So I appreciate what the unlocked model offers. I understand why locked models still exist. The question that really kind of baffles me at this point is this. 
with the exception of certain Wi-Fi calling functionalities, and I'm talking about like certain proprietary tech, like AT&T's Wi-Fi calling, Verizon's Wi-Fi calling, or even with T-Mobile's uh, Wi-Fi calling. For me, I haven't had problems using Wi-Fi calling on T-Mobile with an unlocked uh, Galaxy Z Fold 2. It's a Samsung phone. It downloaded all the necessary drivers. Everything was fine. It, it configured the APNs. I can make calls on Wi-Fi calling on T-Mobile without any problems. There's no... Um, there's no real incentive for me to, to try to go buy the T-Mobile model because T-Mobile is charging the same price as the unlocked model, which is also kind of like, again, when you get to the end of the day, you're buying the same phone, you're paying the same amount of money, but you're getting a version of a phone with extra software from the phone company that you're dealing with and not necessarily extra software that's making the phone better. It's more of a more tailored T-Mobile version or T-Mobile experience on the phone. And that's what those apps and what those things are. This is really kind of their flavoring of what they want to in introduce into the phones. It keeps their ecosystem consistent. Um, they tend to also include additional applications for different features to try to upsell so on, uh, applications to manage your phone. But again, with Android being Android, you can download all of these things off the Google Play Store and use them and, of course, get all the functions that you want. Uh, typically, though, just kind of a little side note, even if you do buy a carrier version of the phone and you're in good standing, you technically can unlock it, but that phone will always be a T-Mobile phone. It'll always be an AT&T phone. Sometimes they also tailor the bands on those phones. So those are things that they also do tend to do to those devices. Uh, Aditya, man, good morning. Sabaha, welcome to the chat, man. Hope to help you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we are doing well. We're doing great. Uh, we're having, you know, kind of like a little bit of a chill Saturday. It's not that busy. Uh, we're, you know, after Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S., we kind of like went back to work normally. We kind of just working it. Um, I am working with a little bit of a plumbing issue this uh, this week. Uh, problem with one of our bathrooms that I have to fix. Hopefully that piece of hardware gets delivered today because that will be the rest of my day. Uh, trying to get the plumbing situations taken care of. Uh, Aditya, oh man, Joe's saying hi, Linux. Um uh, Linux phone, uh, the Linux phone has a removable battery. Uh, there's, there's a lot of other options. I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we, we still need to kind of see more options, uh, available, but it's just one of those things that kind of look into it. Um, so the Snapdragon 888 versus the Kirin 9000 right now, we really don't have much to actually pull from as far as just overall true performance. Um, I really want to maybe focus on, on one thing that I would say the day-to-day -day performance that we see with the Kirin 9000 or even with the, uh, with the 888, uh, at the end of the day, very, very, un I would almost say it's unnoticeable difference. The realistically, the performance benefit that we're talking about with these type of processors is going to be with how they're used. Now, um, obviously, there's some benefits in the 888 that are not going to be available outside. So uh, the the Adreno GPU, the uh, triple ISPs, uh, the X60 modem, the compatibility with all uh, 5G uh, support, those are things that are obviously going to be more specific. But if we're talking just sheer horsepower, uh, they're going to be comparable. Five nanometers uh, till we have exactly hardware being released with this to start seeing how it performs, because the numbers that we've seen from from Qualcomm, and this is why why typically we always want to take performance um, numbers, the, the initial numbers out, and take them with a little bit of a, a little bit of reserve. Those numbers are running on reference devices that are typically not running custom ROMs. They're not, and I mean custom, I mean like uh, custom OEM skins. So. The way a phone that is made, if two phones that have the 865 and both perform slightly different on the uh, any kind of like benchmarking scores or even performance, it's because of the way that the phone was tailored, right? 
So the numbers that we saw from Qualcomm don't necessarily translate to real world devices that you can pick up on the daily. The Kirin 9000, we know that there is a phone that, you know, the Mate 40 Pro has the Kirin 9000. So we can reference that. We can use that as the, as the reference point. So it's a little bit hard to kind of, uh, kind of specifically kind of pinpoint to it now if device availability and market share uh, on the device is a is a factor in your decision meaning um, you know using a Kirin 9000 based device right now obviously insinuates a device that doesn't have gms and that is a factor into your decision then i feel like the 888 wins by itself so if you just use the external factors around it typically that can help make your decision right now but i think at this point we probably have to wait till early 2021. So another month from now, when we start seeing the new devices come out, when Oppo releases their new Find X, and when we see the new Xiaomi, when we see the new Samsung, and then we start seeing how the benchmarks and how their configurations go, then we were able to start making a better decision. I think it's a little bit hard right now, especially with, like I said, with no official phone released with the 888 yet. All we've seen is numbers off of a... Um, if anything else at, at very best a reference device and a reference device for your for your information it runs basically almost stock very much a stock experience of android with almost no modifications other than to include the drivers and the kernel sort and the kernels to ma basically manage the hardware that's sitting on that reference device and they're typically made by a third-party OEM, um, I've seen in the past like hidden devices and so on, but there's no insinuation as that there are going to be the numbers. And the early numbers that we saw in the leaks, as far as like S21 numbers that they're talking about, again, leaks are going to be leaks, right? So you can trust the leak the way it is. Um, and if the leak is based on early software, again, that that will that will impact the performance. So uh, I would say let's we'll probably wait. Waiting on it, it'll be a little bit better there. Um, let me double check here. I think I jumped. What? Oh, wow. I have a lot of comments. Um, Aditya, uh, hope you guys are doing well and saying hi to Joe. Um, Remy's in there. says uh, the internet. OK, so the international slow advancement in battery life is the biggest scam of, of smart in the smartphone industry. Um, I think the, the, the performance that they've. So what happened is we used to go for the, for the longest time where we had devices that had removable batteries. We had larger devices and then larger processors. The industry started shifting into horsepower, so they provide, provided us more horsepower and not focusing so much on battery. And then we started to shift back again where they're starting to focus on battery, but not necessarily give us the that basically, um, I would say, uh, that you know, front center type of, type of an experience. You're right. We do need to start looking into better tech for batteries. The technology that we have right now, what we're doing to, to be able to improve the performance as far as charging speeds, and we're still not necessarily doing groundbreaking uh, technologies in the sense of what they're doing. They're not changing the foundation of how batteries are performing. Um, I do uh, admire the fact that they're doing a great job in that. They're providing us fast charging. There's one thing on the phone that if your battery is running low, you can literally put it in for 30 minutes and you're almost 100%. That to me is a big, big win. But at the end of the day, we do need some improvement. So that's something that I think we're not noticing any big difference there. But you have to also keep in mind that um, the technologies that are being made are not always done by the OEMs. They're done by third-party companies that are taking advantage from the OEMs. Very few focus on it, right? Most companies take out what the existing supported tech is. And keep in mind, the 888 is supposed to cover uh, support up to 100 watt charging with the new Qualcomm Quick Charge technology. So there's going to be fast charging regardless. Uh, will they be taking advantage of it? That's a different story. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, I think here, I think we were talking here. Let's see here. Um, I only... 
Uh, oh, so James is saying is I only use fast charging when I need it. I, I and I'm with you. Oh, by the way, there are ways to disable fast charging. You do not have to have it on all the time. There are ways to basically allow the phone to charge in a normal way. Um, Jonathan, oh, did I got it? Uh, okay, so Jonathan, I uh, first welcome. I hope you I hope you had a good time. Uh, the giveaway itself, the entry to the giveaway was based on last week's video. Um, so it's uh, going to be basically. It was announced last week. We made the announcement already, um, and beginning about maybe. 20, 25 minutes into the video, if you want to be able to skip, uh, sorry, fa uh, rewind back to that level. Uh, we went ahead and did the selection. It was a randomly selected person. And the person that did win it, I think is called Rupak Shanda. And I left a comment for him, waiting for him to get back to me. Um, he is actually, hopefully we'll get back. And if I don't hear back from him within 24 hours, as of noon today, which is about 20 minutes ago, uh, tomorrow, so Sunday noon, my time, Pacific Standard Time, a new winner will be selected, and I'll post the uh, announcement over on Twitter, uh, since I won't be able to have a f an entire show just to select another person. Uh, let me double check here. Oh, jumping back to Davin. Let me just realign. Davin, uh, shout out to the old days when we could uh, root and run entire OEM skins. Uh, Timescale UI, oh, Motor Blur, HCC Sense. I, I started, so my initial rooting... <sighs> Welcome back. I probably froze in a weird way, but I'm, I'm back. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Davin, on that one. I, I really miss those days. Um, so... For me, I started changing like in, uh, custom ROMs and stuff like that on Windows phones. It was actually before even Android, uh, running Windows Mobile on HTCs, uh, like the Sense UI, uh, the HTC, HTC Touch, which we used to update different ROMs because uh, HTC would release new versions of their ROMs in the European market and would not release it in the US. So, like they had market version based updates and they, like they would stop supporting the US model, but the European model would get it. So those those were the days when I first started, and that's actually one of the early reasons why I started at XDA. It wasn't even on Android. It was actually during the Windows Mobile time. And then from there, went to the Nexus, the HTC One, the HTC G1, a lot of different things. I appreciate that always. Uh, uh, man, yes, no, definitely. Um, I recommend uh, uh, Bouncer as a better security-minded uh, uh, app. Uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for. So Bouncer... It, 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 at the end of the day, I think whatever app you install, understand what it does and understand the limitation of what it offers you. I think the advancements that we've seen in Android with the ability of controlling the level of uh, of permissions on an app is a little bit as powerful as, as, as powerful as anything else that we've seen. But I think a lot of people, there's a, there's a good chance that you've downloaded apps on the on the Google Play Store. And you didn't even look into the permissions that it's asking for. You, like you knew that it needed your uh, your uh, your phone. It needed probably a few things, but you didn't really go through and check all of the permissions. Like an assistant, sometimes they need persistent uh, location access, and it's probably like a game or something. There's no real reason for it all the time. Uh, and I like what Android 11 is bringing in with the timed out version, where a certain permission, if you haven't used that app for a while, will. Sorry expires after some time and you have to actually re-allow it or you can allow permissions per app on a certain session meaning give it access only this time and next time i open up the app it doesn't automatically give instagram access to my camera all the time and at, the, at this point something kind of be, can be done about that um so it depends it, bouncer may be a better situation i'll have to check it out a little bit more uh, but it's definitely uh, something to keep in mind when you're thinking of antivirus software 
Ditya, oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, very, I'm well, uh, just resting. I'm using the V35 uh, as my MP3 player again. <laughs> again. Uh, and it reminds me of, of why I love that design. Oh man, I was always. Um, I'm saying nice to see <laughs> Ted. Hey man, Ted's in the comments, man. Welcome, uh, Matt. Um, I think so. Mehmet is jumping in with the. I think the Qualcomm, uh, the Snapdragon, is the leader. I think for the most part, they're the most well known when it comes down to market share, right? I mean, MediaTek's doing some really good improvements and really good innovations into trying to be making their chipsets be more with the Dimensity uh, ch uh, chips. Um, I think they just don't have the market share right now. I feel like Qualcomm is king because Qualcomm is known for their reliability. They're known for their performance. Um, they've had their hiccups, but this is literally what they're known for. So if you look at it at the end of the day, what are you getting from an 850, an 888, or an 865? You're going to get the best experience. You're also going to get a tailored experience of what the OEM wanted to give you. So maybe not all the features are there, but I can tell you this. If all the numbers that they showed us are there, there's definitely going to be some really good improvements. Is it enough to, to sway somebody from an 865 phone to jump over to an 888? That's going to be when we get the devices in hand and we start comparing how different versions of an 888 device look like, you know, like an S21, an S20, an S20 Plus, S21 Plus, all the different things that, you know, Samsung will do and, of course, what other OEMs are going to do. Um, I think it's one of those things to keep in mind when you're when you're looking at devices like that. Uh, Davin is jumping back in. Uh, the Note 5 and the S6 series was the last of all Exynos uh, the, the, oh, for the same year. Um, uh, for the uh, Jenkins, that was the Snapdragon 810A, Wildfire, Hot... Yeah, uh, <laughs> the overheating king, the, the Snapdragon 810. Uh, like I said, Qualcomm had their issues. It's, it's not all roses and you know, greener grass and greener pastures and kind of thing. It, it has gone through its own generational concerns, the 835, the 810... Um, but yes, the, and, but we also kind of also, we need to remember what Samsung did with the S6, the design change that they decided to go from the S5 and they removed like, you know, a snap uh, the, um, I think it was it the uh, memory card, uh, out of their devices. And then they brought it back as a new feature in the S10, uh, the S7. So it's one of those things, but yeah, the Exynos used to be a better performer than what Qualcomm used to offer. I think Samsung's initial, initial push with the Exynos was doing a lot better. Uh, but I will have to see how the new chipset does. Uh, and again, do comparisons when we have some devices to compare. Uh, let me see here. Gre uh, Greg's doing good. Sorry. <laughs> no. So why did they name it 888? That, that was something I was trying to find an answer for. The only thing I can think of is... is okay sorry about that um we're back uh mehmet the 888 i think is just mostly to answer uh the super i'm not going to say superstitious but essentially is in the asian communities the number eight is a very lucky very powerful number so a triple eight number is a very lucky number to have which could also talk about all the power on all the all the things that they're hoping for for the new chipset uh it's a tough number because you we'd have to kind of you know like when you leave the 888 the next one has to be better right so we kind of it's a number that they wanted to shoot for so i felt like um the 875 there was no talk if the if the 888 is a separate chip than the 875 i think i've seen some people ask that question and it sounded like the 888 is the is the the flagship of 2021 
uh, where the se the the seven series is the one that we also didn't hear about much. But yes, I think it's more more so to that effect. Uh, I think it would have been. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think the 888 would have been a good time to hit when you were doing the 885 as opposed to the 875 and jump over. But you know, at the end of the day, it is it is what it is. Uh, Yes, so it, it, exactly, Aditya is jumping in with it. Uh, the, the number is apparently a very uh, auspicious in certain Asian cultures, and I think that's literally what it was. Uh, yeah, yes, it, I don't know, I'm not sure what you mean, the, uh, the Arbatash. Uh, I'm not sure what you meant. Um, IR is jumping back is what's was surprised uh, what surprised me was that the Snapdragon 865 was manufactured by TSMC on a seven nanometer chips uh, architecture, uh, but this year's Snapdragon 888 is being manufactured by Samsung on a five nanometer test architecture. I think this is supporting again the the main change between both uh, the you know the technologies that we're going in. Um, I think the overall performance, just going from a seven nanometer to the five nanometer, is amazing in power cons power consumption reduction. There, so you're getting more performance, less power consumption, more um, I would say a, a better organization of architecture as far as the way things are set up inside. The the throughput between the actual different components is very very small because they're having to transfer the they're, they're having to basically communicate in a very smaller footprint on your device. So faster memory, faster connectivity multiple ISPs, up to three ISPs, a faster modem, a lot of things integrated. And they also did talk about better performance for audio decoding and, of course, better performance for HDR video. So there's a lot of things that we, we're definitely going to be benefiting from it. And again, all married into that whole, you know, um, I would say uh, better power consumption, basically, uh, longer battery life, and, of course, helping basically carry devices for much longer. Uh, we'll have to see, again, all of those once we have them uh, available on it for us to be able to check out. Um, uh, Kenny is asking is guys, please look at the LG V50 right now. I can't believe the prices I'm seeing on these on eBay. Um, are, I'm, I'm hoping they're selling for a really good price because the LG V50 is about almost about a year. It's actually a decent price. So you should be able to pick one up. Actually, I would say pretty reasonably. Uh, and it depends if you're able to pick up. Uh, just make sure that if you're picking it up, make sure you pick up one that works for your market. There's different versions of the V50 that were out at the same time. There's the Korean model, which supported the additional case that had the pogo pins on the back, but did not support 5G in the US. And then, of course, there's the US model that didn't support the pogo pins. And then there's also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the European model. So you want to make sure which one you're getting. Um, oh, uh, here's a plug. Uh, here's a plug. Uh, I'm I'm putting up a video comparing uh, the carrier uh, the carrier LG G8X and the unlocked LG G8X. Uh, that would be interesting. If I'm not mistaken, the G8X was on T-Mobile, so I'm assuming you're comparing this unlocked versus the T-Mobile variant, right? Uh, we'll have to see how that one comes out. Looking forward to it, definitely. Uh, if you have, a, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, Ted's going to be putting that out soon. Uh, Goran Petrovic, hey man. Um, the 775 is uh, supposedly just 9% behind the 865 and will be revealed in January. Uh, it's a 65 to 6, 775 improvement uh, over the 765. So, so it's a very minor rumor-wise, of course. Uh, so the short answer is 7 Series is is a really good hit. It's a very good, comp yeah, basically... Um, I'm not going to say compromise because it sounds like compromise is a, it, it has an, in, in, it, in, it induces certain thinking in our mind when we say the word compromise. Uh, the 7 Series or the 765 is a very well-balanced chipset. 
I think the 775, if it improves over what we currently have, I feel like will always provide us a better experience. The question ends up being at the end of the day, does the improvement justify jump from a 765 to a 775? And we'll have to see what that what that offers us in the in the 2020 area. Sorry, 2021. Uh, 5G connectivity on a 765, uh, 775 is obviously going to be better. Hopefully, this and now we're talking about a better modem. So we're also talking about a more improved modem. It's not going to be the. It's definitely not going to be the X60, but more so, uh, you know, a higher version of uh, of speeds as far as supported there. And of course, better optimizations, maybe higher uh, video recording. Those are things that we always want to be able to see. So. I'm looking forward to see what the 775 offers us. I, again, I I would have hoped to hear at least initial information about it, like actually launching them together, but we'll have to see how January brings in. And I think I'm excited to see if Samsung decides to start using the 7 Series processor uh, early on in the year, as opposed to what we saw last year with the 865. Like at the beginning of the year, Everybody went in with seven with the eight series, and the middle of the year is when we started seeing that shift of the seven series coming out. And I'm not sure if it's an availability of chipset from Qualcomm or is it truly like the the you know a lot of companies were thinking 2020 was going to be more of the flagship, and then the current situation came in and changed the uh, the approach to stuff. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Uh, so Qualcomm is based from yeah it's based in the US it's an it's an American company uh, part part of what's going on um there are custom roms for the Redmi Note 5 as well so Greg's comfort confirming that there uh so Matt's jumping back and I appreciate the support uh but none of you guys have to do anything for me uh I do not expect that at all uh, the Oppo sold uh, uh sorry the Oppo sold for for parts I got 220 120 pounds for it uh, sad times, uh, but it's yeah. So the phone, I, okay. So it sounds like the phone is already um, uh, already gone. So I, 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 all I have to say, Matt, is honestly, we we feel we all felt it with you when we when we saw that tweet. We all felt the clinch of when a phone drops. We've all gone through it. Let's just say that we all know it. We all have seen it. We we don't wish it on anybody. It's something that it just eats at you right away. Um, let's see here. Xiaomi runs better on AOSP. Oh, I'm. I would not would not be surprised. Anytime you take it, you take any of the heavy. I wouldn't say heavier, but anytime you take a skinned version of Android off of a phone and you go closer to AOSP, I would say nine. I would say fifty percent performance improvement. Easy, 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 definitely. Um, I have my health, my kids, and a home and a good job, and, and a good job and food on the table. And at the end of the day, if you think about it, that's really what we what we strive for. Um, if there's anything that this time being at home, being during the situation that is done and it learned and teach us is to appreciate what we have and how our lives are and how, how we have, um, and how we can appreciate what we have. Maybe that's the better way to say it. Uh, it truly is a very interesting time and it does tend to make you appreciate what you have. And at the end of the day, a phone is a phone. You're right. Um, for me, it was more, more about getting the data off of that phone for anybody that ever gets a phone damage because that's worth more than the phone. At the end of the day, if we really think about it, the hardware isn't the problem. It's not what what our what what we're really worried about. It's like what did I just lose that was on that phone? And I hope Matt was able to get all his information off of that before we were able to before you were you're selling it for parts. Definitely there. Um, oh, Raj is in Nepal. Welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Uh, Panda's jumping in here. It says, uh, Panda, uh, 5G around the world, uh, get up. 
Panda, man, good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. Um, it's not an American thing. It is not American thing. Uh, 5G as a technology is is growing around the world because the phone carriers that are offering the service in different countries are trying to give better, faster connectivity and more connectivity around the world. It is not an American thing. I do apologize if it, if it sounds that way, uh, but we don't control phone companies outside of what we have or what, or, sorry, U.S. carriers don't control other U.S. carriers or other, other non-U.S. carriers, if that makes sense. Oh, sorry, Matt. Okay, so we're back. We're back. Uh, hey, Matt. Always, always family and job. Uh, of course. Uh, Davin is jumping back in with another super chat. Thank you, man. You're not getting out of the park. Uh, it boils down to how carriers sold phones, right? So the U.S. market has always carry uh, has always has always carrier has always been carrier heavy. So it's harder to have consumers pay full cost across all pockets. So it used to be that a phone through a carrier back in i think before t-mobile started doing their on carrier uh, marketing um where you did actually where you were able to get a discounted price the phone you got from a carrier typically was cheaper you had an incentive to jump on and go with a carrier the fr the price was actually reflected so you saw the benefit of saying okay so i don't want to go buy an unlocked one and pay full price if i finance it with my phone company i get a discount there's a better deal so on and then depending if you start up a new line whatever that that kind of combination you typically get a better deal on the uh, on that situation but you're right. We are very much a very heavy uh, carrier heavy type of a uh, country. We have a lot of carriers that have a lot of, uh, I would say, footprint, a large footprint across the U.S. as to markets and shares. Right. So T-Mobile and Sprint just merged. So now we're basically kept. We're pretty much three major carriers, AT&T, T-Mobile and Verizon. Uh, Sprint is basically has it been integrated. Now you have a lot of other smaller carriers like the Spectrum and then the uh, the Time Warners and so on. Those are just smaller phone carrier companies that are essentially growing, but they're not at that level. They don't have the the reach of the the big three at least in the U.S. So when we look at them in that situation, when we look at them in that aspect. Um, those are the things. Those are the stores that people have access to to go see, right? Phone companies, uh, you know, Samsung does not have that many phone stores in the U.S. They have experience stores in different parts of the country, but the number of them is so small that almost nobody would ever consider if you're looking to buy a phone, it's like, hey, let me go check out Samsung's phone store, right? You have more Best Buy that does a better job there. But Best Buy is also pretty much smothered with carrier versions of these devices. So the short answer is this. Is it likely that we're going to be moving away from a phone company, uh, a branded version of a phone in the U.S.? Uh, not not anytime soon. I think that's going to be probably quite some time. Uh, the, the thing that I do like is the fact that the OEMs stores, online stores will sell you the unlocked model. Apple sells the unlocked model at the same site, the same area as you're buying the regular phone. Samsung does the exact same thing. Um, it's those other carriers that we typically don't see models sold unlocked. Like an example would see here. LG did a great job this year with the V60, and I really love what they did with the V60. But the V60 sold as a locked phone in the US. That was a strategic approach that they wanted to make sure that carriers uh, were carrying their phones again. So LG went into that business experience there. What does that mean for us? It means that if somebody wants to buy an unlocked version of a, v, uh, of a Verizon V, sorry, of a, of a V60, they have to wait for somebody that purchased it, unlocked it, and then sold it. 
that's a little bit of a almost like a barrier to get into it because maybe you're in a market that you don't want to have a locked version of a v60 short answer is that you know at the end of the day it's a tough situation to be in it's a tough situation to uh to say that it's it's, uh, it's going to go away on its own um i think not having unlo not having locked models uh, will change the way our entire experience of purchasing a phone will will have because carriers will have no incentive to start carrying specific models right if there's no incentive between them and the and the phone companies uh the you know manufacturers are going to have a harder time saying well my phone is better than this other phone you should carry mine and over the other it it changes the way we see things but i appreciate that comment david uh, always uh Oh, sorry. Okay, so we have um, Sharky Sharky one sixty five saying, "Hey TK, sorry for uh, for my third question. Uh, anytime, man. It's it's usually about a two hour. Oh wow, we're almost at the two hour mark. Dang. Okay, it's an hour forty six. Um, uh, I bought a Galaxy Tab S seven Plus um, on on a, on a great Black Friday deal, which is really nice, gorgeous. Uh, but I, uh, but I know that it, it's not an iPad Pro as powerful as iPad Pro." Will it be strong enough for me to edit videos? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's no the 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 performance that you're getting here is comparable to what you get on a smartphone. Uh, editing, as long as you're using the right tool, you should be able to get a really good experience. My only thing I would probably say is, uh, if you're going to do heavy editing, get a mouse, connect the Bluetooth mouse over over to it, so you have more of that better precision uh, use. The pen works really good if you like using the pen to edit video for more of a precise editing, cutting, and uh, pasting. So that that should be good. Uh, it should have no problem as far as performance and, of course, editing video. Just keep in mind, it's a mobile device, so it's not going to be. Uh, well, I take that back. It's actually pretty fast. Uh, the uh, a lot of the a lot of the smartphones that we're getting uh, lately are actually very very powerful. So the, you got the the biggest, the best model, and you got it also obviously with the best performance. So there's no question. Editing video on that should be pretty nice. I don't edit videos directly on it. I tend to do my video editing if I'm going to do on the on the go on the. Uh, Find X, sorry, on the Z Fold 2, mostly because that's, again, tablet size uh, experience. Uh, and I tend to use the, the tablet more at home. So whenever I'm home, uh, content consumption, editing, controlling cameras, shooting video, the whole bunch of different productivity. So it's a very, very nice tablet. Uh, oh, everybody, you guys remembered. Yeah, you guys remembered. Okay. So we're almost at the TK section. I just want to jump in real quick. Chemi's in the comments. I want to say hi. Uh, uh, <laughs> Devin is like, oh, you remember, dude. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. See, that that's the thing. Um, if you guys don't remember the cap files over on back on Windows Mobile with the SBB shell, oh my god, SBB shell was my favorite launcher. Okay, it truly, um, it copied what the uh, what HTC did on the HTC Touch. Remember, if you remember the 3D cube, the HTC Touch, the whole view, HTC was so the innovation level at HTC back then was just crazy good. Um, and then uh, SPB shell to me was literally like I at the first time when I saw that, I'm like, ah, that makes no sense. I'm not going to pay 15 bucks for it because it was 15 bucks. It wasn't cheap. And remember, back then, 15 bucks was a lot of money for an app. Um, but when you get it and then you get also the suite of other applications that they used to do. I mean, SPB was a very big um a custom uh, experience so basically there's a launcher in that you can install there was also uh the 3d effect the changing a whole bunch of stuff so yeah no <laughs> i wasn't trying to do that for you but yeah no it is it, those are always always good times uh uh Chemi, seven. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. Chemi's a great guy, guys. If I, I had a chance, uh, I had a chance to hang out with Chemi. So I've known Chemi for quite some time. I had a chance to hang out with him in Germany about a couple of years ago. For I forget it was the Honor. Oh man, Chemi, if you remind me, can you remember which was the Honor phone that came out? It was the gaming phone from Honor, and it was it was the one and only one that didn't they didn't release a successor to it. Uh, and I don't know. Yeah. So he and I got a chance to hang out, but we've been friends for some time as so he's a really cool guy. Uh, and yeah, Greg, definitely the A10 ran hot. It was a hot phone. Uh, I remember back then when Huawei and, and Google released their phone together for the, for the, for the Nexus, I think it was the Nexus six X, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was the successor to the six, the six was Motorola. The the next one was, was Huawei. And um, it was hot. It was hot. It was one of their biggest problems that they, they and they knew about it. It wasn't. It was almost like it was never optimized to really run on a mobile device. Uh, toasters. Uh, oh man. <laughs> oh man. Davin's like I found he had a few toasters running the 810A, uh, which uh, with the brutal with the HCC M9. Yes. No. The, I, that's one of the reasons I like the M7. The M7 was definitely. Uh, I would feel like more or better one. Yeah. Um, IR is jumping in. I wouldn't be surprised uh, because of the availability that the Qualcomm moved to, uh, to Samsung to manufacture the 888. Essentially, uh, especially uh, which uh, with Apple uh, taking uh, taking up the massive chunk of the TSMC supplies for the A14 and the M1 chip. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, I think it's supply and demand, right? I mean, if Samsung is able to provide them, there's no reason why it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, this architecture, the, the surprise for me was the the change in tone, right? 855 had an integrated modem. 865 had a separate modem. And now it's 888 has an integrated modem again. My question would be is, are we looking at, is is Qualcomm doing, are they trying to experiment or did, was the 865 an experiment for them and that it didn't work for them and they're going back to integrated? So those are those are some of the things I always wonder with, when they change the approach to things. Um, uh, Greg's jumping in with the with the super chat. Thank you, man. Uh, can't let Devin ha have all of the fun with all of the, uh, all the thanks and everything on uh, hashtag TKRB. I appreciate it, Greg. Always, always, always appreciate the support across the different platforms. Of course, uh, yes, no, no, always. Uh, da Greg, Greg is a cool guy hanging out, and I I got to do it. We're at the time. It's 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 one hour and fifty one minute. Let me just minimize the screen, uh, and I'm gonna shift it over. Thank you very much for reminding me, guys. I, I'm not saying I forgot it. It just, as you imagine, uh, time flies and it just flies quickly, very, very quickly with us here hanging out. So uh, I have a few TK sections that are sitting in here. Let's go ahead and just share the screen. And actually, first and foremost, let me close this. Uh, first one I see here is uh, let's go ahead and start it off with Greg and we'll jump off from there and ready in one. Oops, here we are. Two, three, and go! <laughs> oh my God! It's like because you got it. You got to appreciate it always, always. Davin Davis, thank you very much. Always, always. Hashtag TKception. Thank you, Aditya. Uh, hashtag Aditya TKR Bay. Uh, Greg jumping back with the TKception. He caught it in it right after that as well. Um, unfortunately, I cannot. Oh, dude, no. I dude. Uh, honestly, at the end of the day, please. Oh, before I forget. Make sure to check out Matt and Sam's uh, chat tomorrow in the afternoon as well, at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If I'm not mistaken, it's 8 p.m. Um, UK time. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, there. Uh, oh, Joe Hickey, TKception, Mr. Pixel Five, eh, definitely TKR Bay. Uh, always, always nice. Uh, 
<laughs> Davin, we got you covered. Dude, I appreciate it. No, yeah, Davin's really just hitting it out of the park today. Always. One after another. I appreciate it. Always, always. Uh, Matt is giving it always definitely very, very nice. And uh, you know, it it is it is very nice to see the support of the community. I think that's that's one of the biggest things about the the show, and one of the reasons why we're getting so close to episode fifty next week. It's the fact that you know it is so much fun to hang out with you guys every week. Um, and I think a lot of people ask us like, you know, why do you why why do you always say you know I'll see you guys next week? I'll see, you, and you can't really see somebody. Well, sight is one factor of the way we interact with each other, right? I mean, we interact with each other electronically every day we talk to each other you know be a snapchat uh, not snapchat instagram twitter different you know uh, conversations and obviously these are a great way for us to hang out as a group and talk and we can also converse about different points and different things going on um i do want to mention oh the honor play yes 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 sorry so chemi reminded me it was the honor play it was honors only smartphone that was initially launched with a gaming focus experience like the entire phone was known as a gaming phone and i always wondered to see if they were going to have another phone like another honor play but honor never released another one uh pour out one for <laughs> pour, pour one out for the old nokia and the old school hcc hashtag innovation always always um ir oh dude i'm sorry i missed that one ir is always in there as well uh so with that being said, <laughs> TK Seption, TK the man, the legend. Ah man, dude, always always appreciate it. Yeah, at, oh 9 p.m. Pacific, uh, UK time. Sorry, it is. There's that whole nine. If it was 12, it would have been eight. Peace, Aditya. I'm glad that you you got me on that one. Um, it yes, it will tomorrow. Always always of course. Uh, Aldrosa says actually cheers. Thank you very much with the with the super chat over there as well. Cheers, good good chat always. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out yet, uh, regarding the watch, if you guys are catching the stream at the end of the stream, um, I did. We did select a winner. His name is, and not that I'm not remembering, but his name is Rupak Chanda, uh, and he, he hopefully will respond back. If he doesn't within 24 hours, hopefully by tomorrow, by around noonish uh, Pacific Standard Time, I'll I'll pick another winner. So we'll do the same thing. I'll randomly select another one, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but again, thank you everybody for hang hanging out. Um, Uh, please, please, the time for the next stream. I, ha I have a, an alarm set for 1245. <laughs> well, it looks like every time is a little bit later, man. I, today was a... Um, I, so what happened is I was trying to get everything set up to try to start the stream, and it took me a couple of extra minutes. Um, StreamYard was acting a little bit funky with me, so where it set up the actual stream correctly, but then when I went into YouTube to make sure that it was set up and scheduled right, it had some issues. So I had to go into YouTube and fix things, and unfortunately, that took a few minutes. I should I should start planning these things at least a little bit earlier, but thank you for, for setting up the alarm. Um, so with that being said, um, I want to say first and foremost, thank you for everybody hanging out with us. Um, Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Chemi. Thanks to uh, thanks to Matt Tyler, of course, for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm glad that scheduling was a, a little bit better this time. I know the last couple of weeks he's been busy with work. Uh, definitely huge, huge shout out to Joe Hickey for sending me his P20 Pro to use. Oh, man, you're going to love that phone. Man, Joe, dude, you are the man. Congrats. Thank you. Well, congrats to to uh, to Matt. And of course, the uh, the P20 Pro is a it's a it's a beast. I was I, that was one of the first my introduction into the P series uh, to Huawei's P series, and it is by far one of their best cameras. Um, I, I toured Paris with that one. That was a very very nice one. Uh, the Z.
last minute circle. Okay. The Z Flip, I think it's a good choice. If you're looking for a first generation smartphone that has a very compact footprint, the Z Flip is very, very nice. Uh, my recommendation, if you're picking it up, pick up the screen protector from Samsung at the same time so that you have that protection. Uh, the display, although they, you know, they originally said that it had that little glass shards in there, it's supposed to be more resilient than the original Z Fold or, um, the original fold it still did actually have a lot of micro uh micro scratches just from normal usage of your own finger and then a little bit uh, your your fingers on the screen so get a screen protector for it and it's still a great definitely a good episode a good good selection uh oops sorry uh until i get back to my <laughs> on my new uh, on my phone feed there uh, this one actually is pretty good a large display great cameras it should be it should be able to handle your your all your need uh, IR 1980, another great stream, TK. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I have, hope you guys have a great weekend. So with that, I'll I'll use that as a good catalyst to go throw go from there. Uh, Joe Joe the man the man Mr Pixel Five came at it and he he was able to hook it up and and get it taken care of. And I'm hoping because of the whole UK to UK, there's no there's no uh, there's no customs. Let's just say that one. Always always. Uh, with that, please uh, please join me by saying thank you very much to Joe for for coming there to to Matt's help there, and of course, uh, be good. Try to be be well. Take care of yourself. Um, there's some hard times coming up, and there are obviously some different things going on. If you're in an area, or if you're in a situation where you are part of the stay stay at home or safer at home experiences, kind of like what we're doing here in Los Angeles, um, be safe. Take it, take this time to spend it with your with your local family and stay together and hopefully we'll get through this. And again, 2021 is literally less than 20, literally less than 25 days away, 25, 26 days away. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, with that turn of leaf, we should be able to start seeing some cool things. Um, for our, for me here next week, I'm going to be focusing on a little bit more comparison type videos. Um, the M3 is definitely uh, from Poco is was a really, really nice phone. Uh, and I think, again, for the $150 price point, as long as you tailor that experience, you're going to be very happy. Uh, the winner of the actual uh, live of the actual, uh, you know, the watch, I will make sure to leave a comment right as soon as the video is done. So he knows. But I did respond back to his comment from last week. So we'll know exactly who it is. Uh, thank you very much for the support. Uh, you can find me as TK Bay here, of course, TKDSL8655 all across the, the interwebs as in Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but with that being said, thank you to everybody. Thank you to Mehmet, Aditya, Joe, Matt, uh, Greg, IR1980, Davin Davis, of course, Chemi for jumping in, of course, Aditya again, uh, as always. Um, for everybody just hanging out and kicking it with us today and hanging out and just, you know, making this experience uh, one of the better ones as well as usual. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys all again uh, back on episode 50 next Saturday. And of course, don't forget tomorrow, Matt and Sam's uh, live stream at 1 p.m. Pacific. And of course, Monday morning, as usual, with Mohan Carlos Bagnell, our some gadget guy, some, ha some, some hashtag hiding in the comments guy um, with us. Take care. I'll see you guys next week. And of course, oh, uh, <laughs> as I always saying, leave a like, everybody. I can always, always appreciate it.